Hi, this is Ken Fagel. I played Ken Cade in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 and 4 on the Great Horror Squad podcast. Squad podcast. This is episode number 191. Thanks for sticking with us so long, guys. It's truly appreciated. Tonight, we're talking about 2021's Candyman currently in theater. So go to your local theater if it's open. Obviously, be safe. I'm one of your co-hosts, Todd. We have Sam, Steve, and Joe. Lady and gentlemen, how are you? Be my victim. Be my victim. Scared. Let's see who can do the best impersonation. Ready? Of Tony Todd or yeah. in general? That line. Oh. Who does it best? I don't, know. I don't want right. to give anyone a half chub, but okay, I'll try. <laughs> Be my victim. Eh, that's okay. We'll table it. Who's All right, nice? here's here's mine. <clears throat> Wait. <laughs> All right, Todd threw me off. I was doing good before we started. All right. Be my. <laughs> Why are your eyes closed? <laughs> she's focused. She's, con- she's conjuring at Tony Todd. <laughs> he comes in behind me. Oh. Be, be my victim. All right. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, all right. Here we go. <laughs> be my victim. Uh, L- that was, a little bit that of was terrible. That was terrible. Like, uh, I'm um, sorry. Be my victim. Oh, oh, that was good. Okay, that one. I think I've come in second place. <laughs> I mean, you know, we'll talk about that later. But I'm going with Steve here. <laughs> um, who's the so, who's the better looking Candyman, Sam? Is it Tony Todd or is it our boy here tonight? My gosh, they're both so handsome. They're both very uh, commanding men. Yeah, Those very dudes, yeah. yeah, very handsome, strikingly handsome. I gotta say, man, uh, I, I think Todd's man him too, but Tony Todd is one giant fucking man oh, in person. Big, dude, dude he, he, uh, he shook my hand and his hand was like fucking... It's like a, it's like a bear's paw. It, it was like a foot long. Like, it was like, damn. Who, who would win in a fight, him or Ken Frey? Because they're both gigantic men. Yeah, they're man. both big men. Uh, yeah. Tony Todd's got like height... Whereas Ken Frey's got a little, he's got a little girth. Yeah, he's got some, yeah, some bulge. So, I don't know, man. It'd be a good fight. Like, uh, I just want to see. I just want them on my team. Let's just oh, yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. Let me get my big brothers and they come over here. Yeah, exactly. Both very capable zombie fighters. So. Very. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, that would have been a cool crossover to have both of them at one point. Yeah, for sure. Mm. That, that should have been a Day of the Dead uh, remake. It should have been the, like those two yeah. coming together. Mm-hmm. Although cool. Tony Todd doesn't survive his movie, unfortunately. Spoilers. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, but what I want to know is, uh, Joan Sam, you guys went to a Rocky Horror Picture Show thing, so I'd like to know more about that. We did. It was a Rocky Horror themed brunch, and let me look real quick because I have a picture of the menu. If you're interested, for all you foodies out there, the river yourself. was deep, but I swam it, Janet. What? Oh, I didn't know what you were saying. Oh, okay. Well, I, I was coming in hard with that, but I'll just be quiet and let you talk about the no, menu. No, it was. I <laughs> Even though it. I know the entire song. No, so. see. No, no, no. Again. I'll just be quiet. Come on. <laughs> um, never mind. Looks like I deleted it. It's on the Discord. Oh well. I can, can you can talk about it, it Joe? Well, here I can send you the menu if you'd like to 
talk about it. I have it here. Somewhere. Now it's I just have, more stuff Steve has to go through. <laughs> I may have deleted it myself, honestly. Yeah, I did. All right. Well, you can okay. tell us about well, the anyways, <laughs> anyways, it was just a Rocky Horror-themed brunch at a place called the Derby here in Salem. And they some people dressed up Rocky Horror-themed in different costumes. Some didn't. Uh, they also had a themed drink and brunch menu i got the o'rocky which was a mimosa and it also had gold glitter around the rim of the glass it was delicious uh i know joe had a margarita that was black with red wax lips but i don't know what the name of that one was it was called the antissa just that that was yeah and then there was another drink called the patient (laughs) Mm mm-hmm but yeah, it was fun. And it was so crazy because I was telling Joe, every time I've watched that movie, which I I do love it, it's always so blurry and watching it, it was like a remastered version of it. And there were so many details that I missed. Like I always thought um, Janet was getting married. I didn't realize it was someone else's wedding. And it just, the it looked like a whole different movie. Like there were so many things that I was like, wow, I never realized that all of the characters are at the opening scene of the church. Like I could never see it clear enough until recently. So it was fun. Very cool. Good soundtrack. It is. Sam was saying we should cover it for October. It would be a fun October movie to cover. And I I kind of agree with her. I think that could be fun. Only if Sam and I do the duet. Damn it, Janet. Yes. I'm in. (laughs) We can all dress up as uh, Rocky Heart characters too. Who? All right. Who? Who would be good? Uh, I Steve, want all I of could... you guys to dress up as Rocky. <laughs> Ooh, Rocky. All right. The gold undies and everything. I could see Todd as Rocky, and then Steve. Rocky's the buff one, right? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not in that shape to That's <laughs> speedo all right. it up. That's okay. I just want to see you in a speedo, Todd. Ooh, okay. A gold speedo. Who would Steve be? Who would be? Who, who would we be? I, I don't remember Steve the movie here? enough. So. All right. Well, you have to. I don't Steve know. Steve could we'll be see... Meatloaf's character where he oh. comes in Ooh, on the bike. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, he's really, Meatloaf is really good in that movie. He mm. is. He is. <laughs> yeah. I love his song in that movie. His song is excellent. Damn it, Janet and his song over at the Frankenstein place are the best ones. I mean, I don't know. Like, you can't go wrong with the time warp. Yeah. Like, time warp and then uh, Sweet Transvestite back to back in that movie. Yeah. It's like such a good, like, one Transylvania. <laughs> Yeah, Tim Curry, like, oh, he's, he's so good. good in it. Yeah, he he's is great. so good in it. I was like, I, I was telling Sam, though, because when did that movie come out? Was it the 80s or was it the 70s? I don't know. Good question. Yeah. Well, whatever uh, it is. Uh, it's like that movie is like really like, I feel like taboo for like a movie like that came like out back then. Like I was the like, time, yeah. yeah, I was like, I can't imagine like when it 75. came out. Like, 75, yeah. Like, I can't imagine, like, how that movie was perceived when it came out it in 75. pushes the boundaries, for sure. Oh, big time, yeah. So, like, I, I kind of wish, like, I could, you know, I'm going to have to go back and, like, see if there's, like, YouTube videos of, like, <laughs> people, like, talking about that movie in 75, because I feel like people were probably lost their minds, like, when that came out in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be riffraff. I like He's it. He's great. Yeah. He's the butler, right? Yeah. Or, like, the Igor type guy, yeah. Uh, I like it. I haven't seen that movie in like 25-ish years. And, wow. I, and I remember the day because uh, it was the first time I ever went out to meet my first girlfriend's friends. So her dad brought us to this to this party 
that uh, my girlfriend's friends were having. And um, I'll never forget it because when we got there, she's like going to the door and he grabs me by the shoulder. He's like, no, you stay back for a second. And he put kind of puts me up against the car and he oh, gives shit. me this speech. Gives you a kiss? <laughs> no, not, not a kiss. God. <laughs> He's like, if you ever <laughs> touch my daughter inappropriately, do drugs around her, have a drink, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> Whoa. And, yeah. Were you scared? Did you oh, yeah, I was like your pants? 14, you know. He's like, sir, uh, I'm nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's a birthday party for a nine-year-old. And, and I'll never forget that speech. I mean, this guy looked like uh fucking haggard from uh, <laughs> a video game. I forget what the game's called, uh, Streets of Rage or something. <laughs> He's just like a big black mustache and like big hair. He kind of looks like Joseph Stalin, you know. Like it was just very intimidating. And when I got to the party, I'll never forget it. It was me, my girlfriend, and like six other girls. And I felt super uncomfortable. We watched Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I'd never seen. And I remember how inappropriate it was. And I was worried that he'd find out <laughs> that we watched that movie and like I'd somehow get in trouble for it. That's a good day, let me tell you. <laughs> did you ever forget. tell her that he had that little talk? Oh, with yeah, him? immediately. Like, And what <laughs> did she say? Was she like, oh, uh, don't, don't, don't worry about, about it? Yeah, basically, <laughs> don't worry about yeah. it. But I, I was her first boyfriend too. So. It's not like she could say, oh, yeah, all my boyfriends go through this. You know, it was <laughs> trial by fire. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was definitely an interesting, uh, interesting oh, day. <laughs> well, since it's been so long for you, Steve, I'm sure you haven't done this. But Todd, have you ever been to like a shadow cast for like Rocky Horror where like they acted out on the stage? No, um, it's been a long time since I watched it, too. But it's like on our playlist whenever mm-hmm. we drive. So we do a lot of sing-alongs with it. But nice. yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, Sam and I went to it uh, a couple years ago, and it's so much fun. It's it's basically like The Room. Like, if anyone's ever seen The Room for people like that, it's sort of like that. But it's just like they act out the entire movie, like lip sync, like scene for scene. And people are like throwing stuff at the stage and stuff. It's, it's, a, it's a lot, a lot of fun. If, I would love you, to do yeah. that. Like, I wish that they had open auditions to where it wasn't like, a crew that traveled around i wish they were like hey to the local area anyone who wants to audition i would definitely do that start your own tr- start your own uh troop Sam. oh my god i should <laughs> there you go who'd you say be? You'd, you'd probably have like instant success with that there'd be a lot of people interested mm-hmm. especially in salem definitely Oh, I would love the that. Wheels are turning. Wheels are turning. <laughs> should, or the uh, Sam and I went to a Hocus Pocus one a couple years ago too. That was a lot of fun. I feel like that would be right up your alley too, Sam. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Actually, I, I only know about those things because uh, there was an episode of Drew Carey where they did that with the Rocky Horror <laughs> nice. Picture Show. Oh, so, fun. Yeah, but despite not having seen the movie in like 25 years, I do know a lot of the songs for the same reason as Todd. Like it's a uh, it's like Halloween music, right? It's yes. Something that comes back uh, every time. All right, you guys ready for some questions? Let's do it. Yes. All right, you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast, or of course on our Discord. Just send us a message. We will send you the link, and then you can join in on all the fun. We got a lot of stuff going on in there, food talk, a lot of uh, Halloween Horror Nights talk, and Disney talk, because a few of our members are there right now. And of course, our book club, which is now in session so everyone's reading the final girl support group i think that's what it's called right todd yep and grady, uh, grady hendrix grady hendrix that's right and at the end of the month we'll be reviewing it uh with the people on the discord so if you're not too late to join in just uh, send us a message so the first series of questions comes to us from mandy she says hey squad what is the candy that reminds you of your childhood the most 
What a fun question. I'm going to have to say fireballs. Yeah, did, you, was... did, did you like them or just that's I loved what you... them. Yeah. yeah, we would walk all the time to Quick Shop and buy fireballs and like just eat them where my teeth was red my teeth were red my lips were red like my tongue literally was just burning off it was when's, so good when was the last time you had one it's been a really long time grab probably yeah, grab bag. i should yeah they're delicious suck on them at like a movie theater or something yeah thank you joe i can see it coming out um it's maybe not like a candy but it reminds me of my childhood big league chew the bubble gum mm. i know sam's talked about it on the show before for sure that's candy um, yeah. great for sure yeah mm-hmm. it's fantastic and like i i always just used to like pretend it was like chewing tobacco you know like because that's Same. how it's like cut up and i used to like put it like in my uh my gums and stuff so yeah fun times um for me probably airheads or um warheads you know the sour warheads yeah even though i don't so really good. like sour candy but it was one of those like challenges with your challenge yeah, like yeah, totally. how long can you hold and like yeah i haven't had a warhead in a long time though same yeah and for me uh, my dad was a super heavy smoker when i was growing up and for some reason i always associated uh, halloween with him smoking and popeye cigarettes uh, i don't know if you guys do you guys have those in the u.s like the little chalk, like candy they're like cigarettes. these, like basically chalk cigarettes. Yep. Yeah, I used to we get just those call them too. candy, okay. candy cigarettes. That's all they're called here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Here they're like Popeyes. You know, the sailor man on, on the cover, and it's just oh, wow. they're not even good. <laughs> like it's just basically chalk. But I always associated like my childhood with those because they were popular at Halloween here. So uh, ch- chalk cigarettes and also uh, candy, um, chocolate cigarettes we had as well for a while but i I think they took those off the market in like the late 80s or early 90s probably because it's promoting (laughs) smoking within uh, yeah children and so did popeyes but those are still around i still see them at dollar stores like around halloween so steve you have to let me know because the ones that i used to have like you could blow on them a little and they would put extra chalk powder like in the wrapper somewhere so it was like you were smoking yeah. like you you got a little bit of smoke in there <laughs> yeah the ice cream man used to come around and i buy him from him that you know what i'm gonna <laughs> he was your answer. supplier <laughs> yeah he's my dealer i'm like hey man got any pop pops and chocolate cigarettes <laughs> oh man i used to hit up the, can- uh, the ice cream man like every freaking day oh yeah for like pop pops and you know we used to bite them and stuff throw them in each other's faces simpler days Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we still yeah. have an ice cream truck that comes along here every week really that's cool yeah you can hear him from fucking like all fucking day because he's in the neighborhood <laughs> and it's so loud that uh just rings around the whole neighborhood but uh you know, it's, you know forget his fucking eight dollar uh popsicles but uh yeah Steve, steve's elbowing kids out of the way <laughs> right that's crazy i want my bugs bunny Steve and Todd will probably remember these because uh, it was like the boy ice cream, but the WWF ice cream bars. Yeah, Do you guys sure. remember those? Yeah. Those are awesome. Macho Man, Bushwhackers. Those were the best. Yeah. They actually brought those back. Like I, I just, saw yeah, the I saw ice that. cream store. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, holy shit. But they're obviously they're like today's wrestlers, but I was like, that's pretty cool. They brought them back. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, her next question. Any local horror stories surrounding Halloween candy, such as razors and chocolate bars? Any local stories? Yeah, or anything you might have heard as a kid that you were like conscious of, or because I definitely heard that too. Like when I was a kid, that there might be 
razor blades and chocolate bars so they had to always be checked and if they were open you couldn't eat them and yeah even though I don't think I've ever seen a case like ever but that was always like a fear people put pins or razors and stuff in candy there actually was a case here two years ago I think before I think it was before COVID where it was legit someone poisoned a candy and like the the police from the tri-state were like going house to house and trying to figure out who it was so I don't think anyone got sick or anything serious like that but yikes I don't even think they caught the guy. It was probably, you know, it probably chalked it up. It's probably some asshole teen that did it, but yeah, it happened a few years ago. But as far as growing up, it was, of course, razor blades and obviously don't go into anyone's house, things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah. I still check my kids out every time, every single candy. Plus, oh, yeah. I get to steal the candy when I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, like, there, there's a question about that, Todd, coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You got to play the candy tax. And I'm like, yeah, oh, this exactly. Reese's peanut butter cup doesn't have enough uh, air in it. I, 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 you, you guys got anything to add before I ask this one? Because it's, it's exactly no. what her quest, next question is. She says, mostly for Todd, but I like everyone's answer. What's a fair tax percentage for parents to take out of their kids' candy haul? Oh, man. I mean, I'm sifting through it. I'm walking, making sure no people come around. I take a lot, man. Like an <laughs> unnecessary amount. Um, like plus 25%? Like, probably not that much oh, that's I, what i would do i more cheat the system where i'm like oh this i don't like this wrapper i don't like to look at this wrapper or like i'll feel for like um like integrity like of air I'm like oh this doesn't have enough air bubbles in it. i'm taking it. it's like the reese's <laughs> peanut butter cups it's the peanut m&ms all the good shit so yeah i still a lot of candy because it's quote-unquote unsafe yeah absolutely and were your parents uh notorious for taking your candy when you were a kid yes my mom would always take the chocolate all the good stuff mm-hmm. they probably snuck it my mom probably snuck it like because we would just keep it in the fridge so i'm sure she at night would take some that's right you're a, you're a fridge chocolate guy that's so strange yes, yes. what you, you don't like putting it. chocolate in the fridge no, it's good oh my you god keep it cold. so good mm-hmm. thank you stan it's not like moist will you please try it with some halloween <laughs> candy this year guys well, yeah it, are we talking like snicker bars we're putting no in there? not snickers that it gets too hard to where your teeth will break i recommend <laughs> Reese cups yeah mm-hmm. Reese Reese cups and then also if you like hershey's like the classic like bar like sure and then also the mr good bars those right, are i'll try i'm also throwing out nestle crunch and yeah cats and nestle crunch crunch is delicious Crunch and Munch is really good. The little bagged version of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's excellent. I have. Mm-hmm. That's good airplane food. Mm-hmm. All right. Her next question. If you were to give out only one type of candy to represent you as a person, what would it be? One candy to represent us? Yeah, like you're giving out one type of candy that... Like that trademark? Is, kind of, I guess, yeah. <laughs> that's what it seems to be. Anyway. Um, Todd Bar. <laughs> There's no such thing. Well, there is now. Oh, do we all make right. up our own candy? What, all right, but what's the in the Todd bar? Uh, we're going to have some chocolate, milk chocolate with some almonds. Okay. And then maybe I'll have a, a variety where you or can Hershey have, like... almond. <laughs> Hershey almond. <laughs> no, it's a Todd bar. <laughs> if, a, if Wonka can have a Wonka bar, I can have a Todd bar. Wonka bars uh, are pretty good. Yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, they're... Wonka uh, bar? Yeah. What's that? It's like a chocolate graham cracker, I believe. Oh. It's been a while since I've had one one but Todd Bar. Uh I'm gonna go one that actually exists and I'm just gonna go the caramello because it's one of my favorite candy bars. 
and Sam's making a gross face at, at me. She didn't even know they existed until she met me, I don't think. She's Hold like, up. Yes, how, I did. <laughs> how does Sam and Joe get candy then? You know, if, if you're not trick-or-treating or having little kids around. Joe buys buy it. it. <laughs> he buys like a 10-pound bag. And I'm like, don't do it, Joe, because I'll eat it all in one night. And then he's like, where'd my candy go? And I'm like, I told you, <laughs> hide it or else I'll eat it. That's why I try not to have it in the house. It's all in the fridge. Buy it for yourself and just hide it from me, please. We just bought a big uh, thing of Halloween Oreos the other day, and they're already oh they were gone in like a day and a half. <laughs> I don't know why, but those orange Oreos taste so <gasps> yes. much better. Tell them, Todd. 100%. I know. Are they are they different at all though? Like I've never. No. Okay, but they yes they, they taste are. different. <laughs> they taste different. <laughs> they taste better just because yeah. they're orange. I feel like so but... <laughs> good. I don't know. Maybe their food coloring makes them a little sugary, more sugary. So maybe, maybe. they maybe they do taste a little sweeter, a little better. I'm gonna have to do a science experiment on this. <laughs> I like and plus it. the Halloween designs that someone has carefully it's like the Halloween fairy has <laughs> imprinted each design just for the person eating that Oreo. So tastes mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we also bought Halloween Crunch, which is the Halloween Captain Crunch, which tastes better than normal Captain Crunch. Is that Crunch, the green one? So. Uh, it's orange this year. It turns your okay. milk green, though. Yeah, it's like orange, and um, it's basically like crunch berries, sort of. But like instead of the berries, they're just like orange pieces. Like, and yeah, it turns milk green, but it's delicious. What about you, Sam? What's your candy of? Uh... Um, what kind of candy would I pass out? So I know it gets a lot of hate, but I feel like I would just have to, because tis the season, and it's a Halloween tradition, and that would be candy corn. Just a little, just a few pieces. Like just, I would just hand out three pieces because that's all you can really handle. Are you going to put in one of those like little white bags that no one knows what it is. So people get home and they get disappointed immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And then are, are you, are you that house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm throwing those away because they handle it themselves. You're right. Yeah. Fine. Well, what am I supposed to hand out then? Fine. Little, I'm hand- little bat rings. Those are cool. Okay. Little bat rings that are staple. Can I staple it onto a small fun size of Skittles or is that too dangerous? The integrity is broken in the bag. I will take the dad tax on that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> people do that. They'll put like their stupid family business card stapled onto an M&M bag. Like no one wants your fucking dentist card. That's fucked up right Yeah, it there. is. I remember one time I got preached to um, when I was a kid, like, open like me and my friend opened the door or they opened the door for us obviously and then like he's like well do you understand that halloween is this this and this and like <gasps> they okay geez <laughs> but like you gotta imagine like he did that like 70 times throughout the night come on man you're like i'm just here for the tricks and treats sir yeah. not for the word right <laughs> um for me it would be coffin crisp i think that would be my choice because and it's spooky it's coffin crisp it's canadian uh, and it's got coffee in it so I just always liked that. So and that, that's something I'm going to bring to you guys when I meet you. It's going to be a, I don't think you guys have it in the U.S. So. No. No, I've never yeah. heard of it. Yeah, It'll be in my bag of goodies. You guys uh, remember Dots? I've heard of them. I've dots. never seen them. They're kind of like, I don't know. They're like. Are they on like a, a sheet of wax or something? No. They're like bottle in caps? a yellow. Yeah. The, they're like the gum. Caps. They look like gumdrops. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember those. But they're really, they're tasty. 
Yeah, they're really good. They're the ones that literally get stuck in your teeth and your teeth are about to like get pulled out from the dot. It's like like cement glue. Yuck. Is, uh, I really like the classic Tootsie Rolls and then like the vanilla Tootsie Rolls, orange Tootsie yes. Rolls. Those are super mm-hmm. good. Agreed. Blue too, Tootsie too, Roll. Too chewy. Too chewy? Yeah, that's for my taste. I never liked Tootsie Rolls for that reason. Oh, good news. My daughter has braces this year and she can't have candy. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> have, have your kids already picked out their costumes? Um, well, my daughter's at the age now where now I meet my friend and blah, 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 blah. So they're doing some bullshit. And then, um, I'm trying to get my son to be Chucky. Cause I'm like, dude, you're only going to be this, <laughs> this size for a certain amount of time. And he wants to be Sam for trick or treat. So that's cool too. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. Nice. Awesome. And her last question, do you own any Candyman merch or autographs? No, I'm just a single thing. I do. Um, I have a few Candyman figures. Um, one from NECA, one from McFarlane. Um, and you know what? I actually don't have Tony Todd's autograph, even though I've met him and gotten my picture with him a couple of times. Um, I, I don't have his autograph. So next time I'm definitely going to have to go and get him to sign something for me. Probably honestly the new NECA figure they made of him. Cause it's pretty damn cool. So yeah. And I just have a Candyman sweatshirt. Nice. Um, I ha- I don't have any items I can think of, but I do have Tony Todd's autograph. Um, I actually have two of his autograph. I had him autograph an 11 by 17 of Night of Living Dead 90. And I also have a Candyman picture that he autographed. So that's Does probably- your Candyman... Sorry, Steve. I didn't mean to cut mm-hmm. you off. Does your Candyman sweater just say Candyman, Sam? Or is it Tony Todd rocking? Okay, so it has a, it has, stop trying to make me say his name a lot. I'm not going <laughs> to say already, it. You've already said it three times, girl. I almost got you. I have not said it three times. Only twice. Maybe what once. What did we watch? Only once. Um, what did you ask, Todd? What's on the sweatshirt? Yeah, but what sweatshirt? I forget what sweatshirt it was. It's CC. CC. What did, yeah. what CC? What did we see? CC. <laughs> oh wait, candy, 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 candy corn. We'll go to Sing Sing. <laughs> CM. Mm-hmm. What did you ask though? Really? <laughs> What's, What's on, on the, the sweater? Sweater. sweater. Yeah. It's like um an illustration, like artwork. Okay. With him, and then it says CM. CC. <laughs> CC. Yep. Okay. Tony right. Todd's also been doing uh, in-costume photo ops at cons recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be pretty cool to get. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So next question is from Gabriella. She asked, if you had to own a possessed object, which would it be and why? Gabriella, that name uh, was my, one of my sister's friends. And when I was in like seventh grade, I had a giant crush on her. She's from El Salvador. So fun fact. What was the question? I got lost in memories. <laughs> oh, Todd was daydreaming. Yeah. If you had, had, to, his, had his head in the clouds. Yeah. Uh, if you had to own a possessed object, which would it be and why? Possessed object? A paperclip. Small. Yeah. <laughs> Something manageable. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure my, my parents have a possessed object. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I would totally like see your mom like, Joey. I got this thing at the flea market, but it's Dude, got a no, ghost see, attached. Yeah. 
That, that's exactly what it is. Actually, oh they went God. to yeah. they went to an auction, and the woman was just like, "Does anyone want?" Like they were like auction and stuff off, and then randomly they brought this one thing up. Like no one bid on it. And they're like, "Does anyone just want this for free?" They're like, and my dad like raised his hand. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll take it." And they brought it home, and like it's what, what literally, it? dude. It's like think of like, uh, uh sort of like. like a- like um a toad yeah, Sam, and could... pole kind of guy. So something that would be haunted. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like think of like the if you've ever seen the Brady Bunch where they go to like Hawaii and they have that possessed idol. Mm-hmm. It's like it's Jeez. like that, but like double the size. And it's encased in concrete. So it's like super, super heavy. It almost like I told my parents, it was like, I'm pretty sure this was like someone's like tombstone or something and like they dug it up because literally it's like a huge like block of concrete and then this thing is like this head it's like a head is like buried like in this concrete and they just keep it like outside because my dad is scared to bring it in the house so it's like on their deck um (laughs) and i've like i don't know i think it's creepy as hell and like i I feel like it's definitely possessed or something what did your mom say we need a picture yeah. <laughs> I'll take a picture next time I, I, we go over. Does, yeah. does your mom say something's attached to it? Or I mean, no, I don't think so. She's never said anything about it, like negatively. Yeah, I don't think she's just worried that if she does get rid of it, then something will happen. Wow. Creepy. I think I'd want to possess toaster and ha- have a dance oh. like in Ghostbusters too. Like Ghostbusters, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's fun. I think that would be yeah, fun to have. All right. So next question is from Devin. If you were like Candyman, what objects or words would make you appear? Sam would be nachos. <laughs> I'd be nachos with extra cheese and jalapenos. I was going to say, like, to summon you, someone has to order, like, a specific way. Like, they have to order extra jalapenos, extra cheese, leave, but they remember they didn't get the extra jalapenos and cheese. They come back, repeat it. They said it twice. Sam is summoned. Yeah. There you go. I love that. Um, country fried steak, man. I don't know. Love country fried steak. Love it. So, uh, I don't know how you would. Well, you can just make it all up here. So. I like ours as food. Yeah. <laughs> country fried steak with a nice white gravy on it. Yes, mm. white gravy. Mm-mm. With some pepper in there. Oh. I like that. Uh. I mean, if we're going the food route, I, I would probably just be pizza. But it, honestly, it probably could be Candyman too because I fucking got a huge sweet tooth. <laughs> um, for me, maybe milk. Yeah, it's it's, it's it, I know it's random and simple, but I I love milk. I, I don't drink. Uh, what, what do you guys call sodas? I guess uh, at all. I don't really. I don't drink juice. So really, depends all on what, I, depends on what part of the country you're in. Yeah, today. we call them soft drinks. So. But anyway, um, yeah, so I don't drink Coke, Pepsi, all that stuff. I don't drink juices. So I really just drink coffee, water, and milk uh, and alcohol at, at times. So, but I love milk. Like, I love it. I have to stop myself from Ew. Know, drink, drinking too much milk. It's, uh, yeah, so that would be it. What about almond milk, Steve? Do you like oat or almond milk? No, and, and I, I like specifically 2% milk. Like, I don't like 1% milk. I don't like 3.25% milk. I like two percent milk yeah is 3.25 percent milk an actual thing like in canada yeah it's called thing? uh really? homogenized milk specific interesting you guys don't have that that's not a just no, two I'm... one whole cream and skim 
skim yeah skim is gross yeah it's like water it's like white water yeah. <laughs> what about rice milk rice milk's not too bad if you're on like a diet or something you know when i was uh on a huge diet i i cut everything out of my life except milk because <laughs> i'm like I'm, I'm gonna fall off the wagon if i cut milk i just Drink that's funny of, to less, me like less of it you know some people are eating like mcdonald's and you're just drinking milk like, yeah yes. it's a cheat day i'm drinking my gallon. <laughs> not giving this up <laughs> yeah exactly actually uh fun fact when my parent when i was growing up i drank so much milk that when i moved away from my parents house the milkman almost went out of business oh <laughs> my gosh she, she bought so much milk for, yeah we, we had a milkman that's so until, cool i wish i had a milkman yeah yeah it was a good time Except, so he'd leave the milk at the front door, and he'd come at like six in the morning. But if cool. you want, you can't sleep in because you can't just leave it out there. You know, if it's summer, it gets sour. If it's right. winter, it'll freeze. So that was kind of a pain in the ass. But yeah, it was, it was a good time. Bringing that mm. bag milk. That bag milk, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's, uh, <laughs> yeah it, it's not until I did YouTube that I didn't realize that that wasn't a thing everywhere. <laughs> like it blew my mind that you guys don't have bag milk. No, I don't even want to know what that is. It's, bag, it's just milk in a bag. Yeah, that's yeah, how they do it in Canada. It's to reduce um, recycling. Oh, plastic waste. Exactly, waste. All it right. Bag plastic though. It is, but you can crunch it up to like, like a oh. bead, right? So. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Or if we're really concerned about the environment, let's not drink milk at all. Why? Oh yeah, compared to, compared to everything else. <laughs> what, what are you drinking? That's like. Unless it's unless it's a nacho cheese. Right. <laughs> Nacho cheese cow. Kill the cows. <laughs> they fart too much. Dude, I love the, the smell of dairy dairy farms, man. I grew up. Ew! I love it. I love it. I like it too, actually. It, bring, yeah. it brings it back to my childhood because we always used to go to like a dairy farm to get ice cream. Well, you guys yeah. need to watch a little thing that's called Meet Your Meat, and then we'll see well, how we you feel about dairy, dairy, <laughs> dairy not farms. Beef. No, it's but I grew same. up in a cow town, and it's like, so it smells good. I'll, I'll say it. It smells good. Mm-hmm. maybe it's just, just the manure that, yeah manure. well yeah i know but it's a combination of cows manure farm the grass mm-hmm. yes. antibiotics the good outdoors <laughs> sam's on a kick tonight <laughs> i'm just joking because i eat nacho cheese but i literally do not you gotta like eat drinking milk i think on dairy nacho cheese gross Ugh, that sounds disgusting we only it's, had whole it's milk decent up. oh really is it like um why would you make it out of the freaking beans wait what are you asking non-dairy nacho cheese what would be the ingredients they have some and then also just melting like vegan shredded cheese and adding like cashew what is vegan cheese though because it's still an animal right no there's like no dairy that's why it's called vegan cheese i know but isn't vegan i don't know never mind what's on vegan cheese is it like tofu or something like what's it made out of um sometimes it's soy sometimes it's soy. tofu oh, sometimes okay it's thought... like cashew Ew. or like different <laughs> types of nuts it just depends i feel like I've, I've, tr- I've tried it before it's not it's not that bad it definitely doesn't taste as good as regular cheese but it's hey, all right you, you want to get fun looks when i go to fancy restaurants i al- always order a milk just to see their reactions <laughs> fucking you're like a, a four-year-old <laughs> i know that's why i was gonna say do you drink it with dinner but, see, yeah i do and it, the funny thing is like they always they, they look at you like you're a fucking like child but everyone drinks milk well most people drink milk it's not so why not is it such olive a, garden why, why is it such i don't a, think people drink milk like you're thinking. yeah but why is it such a taboo I don't understand. Like it just—it's so weird to me. Did it's they one bring of the a sippy cup popular... too? 
Yeah. <laughs> and a bib, but it doesn't. And a bib? <laughs> yeah. Not a bib. Yeah. <laughs> I just said it's from a kid. He's not entering it. <laughs> right. It, it always blew my mind that drinking milk is taboo because it's one of, if you go to a grocery store it's like one of the most popular items but it is well, yeah, for like baking and maybe cereal but not to have like but a plate of meatloaf i'm gonna make milk cool again yeah that's my like goal in life All build right. a halloween town and make milk cool <laughs> um, uh, so next here's a question is from uh chuck captain amazing 85 Candyman is a staple at sleepovers what were the staples at sleepovers for the squad Porn. I'll say porn. it. Porn. Joe scrambled, knows what I'm scrambled, about. scrambled porn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember you those hear days? the noises? He's like, oh my god! I can, oh, it's a tit, real quick. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, no, that's a guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, porn. Shit. Um, uh, but before porn. Uh, <laughs> Taxi cab <laughs> confessions. That was a oh, good yeah. one. Those were good. I remember yeah. there was one night I stayed over at my friend's house, and she like played a porn vhs and like had me walk into her parents bedroom and it like literally made me want to throw up i was like wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> rewind what? i don't understand <laughs> i don't understand how you watched the vhs leading into parents bedroom back up no because like her parents were gone and i guess she knew where like their tapes were at oh you so had she- to get it she like put in the v- the tape and she was like, hey, come here. And so I was like, where are you? And I walked into the bedroom and there was like a porn playing on the TV and it made me so nauseous. And then I was like, does this mean I'll never be able to have sex when I get older? Because <laughs> it made your- me feel so sick. And that was your first kiss too, like two minutes later? No. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, for being 100% honest, a Girls Gone Wild infomercials. Mm-hmm. Those are always on. Um, but movies wise, Starship Troopers, we watched a lot of Starship Troopers awesome because it has that nudity element plus like ultra violence. Um, Halloween was always a good one. Um, yeah, those are two strong ones we used to watch. Oh, it too, if you want to be scared because that fucking terrified me when I was little. Um, Candyman, of course, also Leprechaun, which I've talked about a little bit with that that little lineup um and also now and then like i loved showing my friends that movie every time they stayed over anything scary yeah um a big one i remember and i don't know why we watched this a lot but jeepers creepers we watched like a lot um at sleepovers and definitely like a nightmare on elm street was definitely a really popular one too um but then yeah then it's what Todd was saying, like, once your parents went to bed, you're like, okay, let's sneak out and see if we can find the the, the, the dirty stuff. <laughs> Every now and then you hit gold and it'd be like a free trial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for me, we, we were more like gamers than anything. So we play like Ken Griffey Jr. baseball and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah. We, uh, but if we were going to watch a movie, the one I, I remember most vividly would be Evil Dead. Uh, Evil Dead 1, 2, and Ar- Army of Darkness. It's something that we... Uh, would watch it i remember watching a sleepover so that's just why the one that pops in my head but mm-hmm. yeah i think you it's you really tend to go for the classics when you do a sleepover you know it yeah wasn't, you weren't going into like some huge like obscure library for films it was always uh whatever was available at the time because movies weren't super available at the time it's not like people forget man but uh you had to either rent it but as a kid you know you're not going to rent it yourself tv had like four fucking channels at least in my day so they aren't they're watching they're putting horror movies on it was just like whatever vhs your parents had is basically what you had access to and my video store didn't give a shit though like we went 
and rented like rated R movies all the time. Like, and they did not care at all. You had those blockbusters and then you had like the mom and pop chains. Yeah, mm -hmm. Yeah. exactly. Man, I miss those days. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. But I don't think my store gave a shit, but I couldn't get to the store without my parents and they gave a yeah. shit. So See, we, was... were, we were a short bike ride. So we used, yeah, to, so... used to jump on our bikes. Yeah. God, those were the days. Those oh, were the yeah. fucking days, man. <laughs> uh, okay. His next question is Candyman related. So I'm holding all of those for the end. Uh, his last question, Sam, what's the food pairing and does it involve honey? Yes, obviously it involves honey. Um... Jessica Alba's Honey, that movie, mm-hmm. the hit movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. i never seen it. Is it good? <laughs> yeah, it's great. That's why they made like five of them. Did they really? Oh, uh, maybe three. I can't remember. Wow. Um, Candyman, Candyman, Candy. Oh, 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 she's done. I'm going to die. Be my victim. I'm literally about to die. Like someone's cutting my throat open right now. You I can kill feel Joe it. too because he's in the same house. So bye, Joe. Um, all right, let me think about this. Feel Do you guys like honey? Me. Do you guys like honey though? On like a side note, like raw honey? I yes, mean, only in candy form. I don't ever like search for it. I love honey, man. I'm not trying to kill the bee. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Honeybees are delicious. Honeybees? You never had a honeybee before? No, like ate one. No, I'm just playing. I'm trying to. Oh. Again. <laughs> uh, no, like raw honey is like on. Have you ever had honey with chicken nuggets? I know it sounds weird. Yes. Oh no. It's super it's good. good. Like instead of ketchup mm-hmm. or ranch or whatever, you get honey. Mm-hmm. Have good. you ever had Todd? You you're probably the only one. Have you ever had cornbread with honey? I have corn. What about regular muffins or I mean not muffins? Or yeah, like biscuits, biscuits. or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. I love honey. Mm-hmm. I don't like getting stung by bees, though. No, um, I'm coming. I'm coming up short on this one. I'm sorry to let you down, Chuck. I'm Let's go. Chicken nuggets with honey. That's, that's chicken nuggets. All right, going with chicken little chicken nuggets with honey, and Such with a glass of milk for Steve. Okay. Are you only raw like regular milk? Are you like strawberry milk? Chocolate I'll, milk? I'll drink chocolate milk, not strawberry milk. Strawberry milk. Oh, are you I too good for berries. Nesquik strawberry milk? I just don't like berries, then, like any type of berry, so I don't like to taste it. You ever had coffee milk? <laughs> coffee milk? No. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like, think of like chocolate syrup, but it's coffee syrup. Uh, no, I've never, never yeah, tried that. It's quite good. <laughs> Have you ever had um, raspberries in milk, Steve? I don't like any berries. <laughs> what? Yeah, so when, when I was a kid, I was a very, very sick child when I was a kid. And my mom, you're not eating berries. But no, my mom would. Because uh, the to... milk, it's too. You're not. You're not supposed to have milk. Only your mama's milk. Okay. Okay. Cut that out, Steve. That's um, <laughs> false information, by uh, No, it's not. Yeah. So, so she used to have to feed me these really like disgusting uh, medications, and she tried to do it through like berries and jams and stuff. And I grew up hating that stuff because I always associated it with. That disgusting medication I had to take as a kid, so that's why I hate berries to this day, and I can't eat anything that's berry. To be fair, yeah. medicines were disgusting when we were younger, like the bubblegum flavor fucking cough. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. What about robe? What is it? Robitussin. Robitussin. It's not bad now. Like the grape. Yeah. Oh, it's good. The cherry. Yeah. I did always like the amoxicillin, the liquid. I would like take more than I was supposed to because it tastes good. And you drink it out of a little syringe. <laughs> Rectally. <laughs> oh my God. 
All right, moving on. Uh, next question is from Rinfa. What urban legend scared you the most as a kid? Bloody Mary. Me too. Still I scared. Agree. What do you do? Is it the one where you say in the mirror five times too? Three. Three, three times. times. So yeah, she, she's like intense. Three times. I've, she's I've like, done it five times. I'm tough. <laughs> you want her a twin uh, sister to <laughs> pop up? <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't recall. I remember playing Bloody Mary, but I was always honestly scared of it. Like, I know it's not an urban legend, but I was always really scared to walk by um, storm drains because I thought he'd be in down there. So that was kind of like my kid fear, I guess. Joe, okay. what about you? Uh... I don't know. I was pretty tough. I was a tough kid, you know. So nothing scared me. Grew no. <laughs> with that, with that blue hair, that you scared the monsters. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Spiky no, hair. I mean, I guess yeah. I mean, Bloody Mary was definitely creepy as hell, and uh, I just Ouija boards like freaked me out. Don't, don't so. fuck with that stuff, man. No. Kids at home, mess with it. It's not worth it. Summoning demons. Uh, all right. Hold the seance instead. <laughs> Next question. Does your hometown have any spooky legends? Ooh. Yeah, I, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, the tale of Dudley Road in my old hometown of Barricka, Massachusetts. Um, yeah, there was like a nun. There was like a nunnery, a nun convent uh, on that road at one point. And apparently like one of the nuns or a couple of the nuns, like there was like a mass suicide or something. They committed suicide and now the road is supposedly extremely haunted. There's like no streetlights on it. So it's like super dark. Um, I've never taken Sam down there. I, mean, I still, my dad always talks about it. He's like, hey, we got to go down and take Sam down Dudley Road sometime. And we still haven't done it. So one of these days I'll, I'll take her down there and we'll, uh, maybe actually I'll do it in October. I'll take her down there in October and we can uh, discuss Sacrifice it about, it. talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. I'll be like, Sam, wait, I'll, like, I'll just like, I'll kick her out of the car and just drive away. <laughs> <laughs> then she can share her experience. <laughs> Kitchen home. <laughs> um, there was, I don't remember the exact details in Chino, California, but allegedly, no, it's not alleged. It was an actual thing where someone escaped prison and like murdered a family. Um, Cause there's like a big Chino men's prison was a big thing. Dairy cows in the prison was a big, like their two things. Um, I don't remember the exact details though, but that was like the local one. And um, I'm sure there's a lot back in Kansas, but none that I know, none that I know of right off the top of my head. Yeah, and I, I've talked about mine before, Mr. Seven O'Clock, which was a like hooded figure that would come get kids if they weren't home by seven. But I think I've talked about it in past episodes, so no, I don't remember which that one. Is, that is so clearly just a parent thing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if you're absolutely. not home by six forty-five, get yeah. your ass. Absolutely. It scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. So I guess it worked. Um, all right. His next question. What do you think of the original Candyman sequels? I've never seen them. So no, no clue. Part two. Um, part two is pretty decent. I actually rewatched it recently. Um, and I don't think I've ever seen part three. And if I do, I don't remember anything about it. Um, I also watched two i had seen it before and it's good i like it and then three i've seen but can't remember too much of it so uh around halloween time amc does their fear fest uh like run and for some reason they only play Candyman 2 <laughs> and not Candyman or Candyman 3 so i've seen actually that one the most and i when i think Candyman, i tend to think of that one before any of the other ones because 
that's the one they always play and i do really like it i think it's a cool it's very more like slashery you know it's like it's got less uh i guess social stuff it's more about just candy man killing stuff it's way more slasher than the other ones uh, i had never seen three until last week so i did watch three and uh, it was it was okay it's about uh his long lost relative that uh is like looking for him and starts to get his energy and stuff like that it is okay just not not a great one but you know as far as sequels go to these classic slashers it's on par with pretty much all the other ones you know it's not terrible but it's not great it's, it is what it is uh and our last question for now the rest of the questions are all specifically to the movie we're reviewing tonight that's from mondo he says what's worse new nightmare or see to chucky remind me which one is new nightmare one where they're making a movie yeah it's the one where he haunts the people who made the first movie yeah or seed of chucky and that's the one with glenn and uh what's the rapper in that one it's, uh, oh Redman. Redman. there you go yeah hmm i'll go with Redman right away because I, I hate when musicians act and they can't act it instantly takes it away like beyonce and nos powers three is terrible and i hate it I hate it so much common's a really good actor though like he's one of like the rare exceptions uh, oh, cool J too, yeah. Yeah. And Buster Rhymes. Ice Cube's a great actor. <laughs> yeah, Ice Cube's really good. Uh, Ice too. Cube is, yeah, not Buster Rhymes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I used to like DMX though in a few movies, but Eminem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, doesn't do many, pretty... but yeah, no. I've never seen. I've never seen Eight Mile. That's is that good. the only one he's done? Uh, he's I done think... appearances in other ones. He was in Funny People. He was in uh, The oh, Wash. He was in um, the Interview too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Where it came out. Yeah, that was right, I, yeah, yeah, okay. He's good. No, he's really fun. But Eight Miles is a great movie. You should watch that one. Um, uh I, I actually like New Nightmare, so and I do not like Seed of Chucky at all. So it's an easy choice for me. I can't really decide. I feel like I don't know. This is tough. Do you okay. remember New Nightmare much, Sam? I mean, it's probably been a long time since I've seen it. I think maybe we watched it, but before that. It's probably been like 15 years since I've seen yeah. it. We should watch it for Halloween season this year. Um, I don't know. I'm going to opt out of this one. Boo. It's hard to decide. <laughs> and I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to rack my brain over it. I'm going to go. I, I, I actually prefer Sia Chucky, I think. Uh, New Nightmare, uh, Freddy's cool, but the movie is like boring. It's just so boring. Really? So, oh, yeah. It just, it drags on forever before Freddy actually comes in and starts doing shit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick Seed of Chucky, but it's a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. Okay. <laughs> I'm also movie. picking Seed of Chucky, too, because I feel like the New Nightmare would be too slow. You Whereas people. Chucky, there's always something entertaining. This this group is just so anti-Freddy. It's just never, can never, Freddy can never catch oh. a break in this group. <laughs> well, we, we like I, three I, I said Freddy for this one. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just, I'm just teasing. <laughs> You're in my world now, bitch. Bitch. Yeah, so that's all for the questions. Thank you very much. We will have questions at the end of the episode when we discuss Candyman because a lot of them are actually really good and uh, pertain to the movie itself. But before then, we have a little word from our deadly sponsor. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. 
Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All right. All right. What have you guys been watching? Watching? How about reading? Ooh. Ooh. All right. All right. So I've been uh, meaning to read this one for a long time because it was an HBO miniseries I know Joe and Sam both watched called The Outsider. Um, so I wanted to read it before I watched the miniseries. And um, I read it and I liked it a lot. It was really cool. Um, I... <sighs> For those that haven't seen it or read it or whatever, it's about a small, very small town and this like beloved baseball coach, local guy, he's really good with the kids. He gets uh, charged with murder for this, uh, this young boy, like a super violent crime, sexual related mutilation, eats him a little bit, things like that. And all the evidence points to this guy, like DNA evidence, fingerprints, witnesses, things like that. And they're like, dude, you fucking did it. However, the curveball is that he, how did, how could he have done it? He was literally on videotape. Um, you know, three hours or so away with a bunch of colleagues at a thing. So like he maintains his innocence. Is it supernatural? Is he full of shit? You'll just have to read or watch it. Um, I really liked the book. It was like very mysterious, even though like it kind of, you know, where it kind of had to go, like a supernatural feel for it. Um, however, like I just liked it like the whole time. I was really into it. I liked the characters. I didn't like what happened to, um, Terry, the main character. Um, I kind of wanted a, a different like avenue or, or closure for him. Um, but overall, I liked it. And it was a little long-winded towards the end there with Stephen King like tends to do. He trying to, he like has trouble wrapping things up. So he adds a bunch of bullshit to it. But overall, I liked it. So The Outsider, it's about 600 pages. So it's not a very quick read, but it's a good one. So yeah. And now on to the show. I will say, uh, yeah, the show has a I mean, I, it's kind of like Stephen King stuff, right? Like it has a great start and then kind of, to me, petered out at the end, but it's worth a watch. Yeah, I don't see how the ending can translate to uh, movie or TV form because yeah. it's kind of out there, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Is, is the show the one with uh, the villain from Ready Player One? Yes. Okay, because I, I, I've watched so many Stephen King shows lately that, yeah, I, I watch it. I actually, like, like Joe said, I liked it at the beginning. But then it just kind of got lost in itself. Mm-hmm. Like it just became overly complex for no reason. And uh, it, that was it. The, that was the book flips like to a completely new cast, like 200 pages or so through it. And then like you're focusing on like a private investigator and like the lawyer and shit. And you're like, yeah. this is kind of strange. Like I, I really like the Terry stuff, like the, the baseball coach guy. Yeah. And he's such a cool, like nice fucking good guy. I was hoping that like, something different would happen with this character yeah. I was really that, bummed out. The ha- that happens a lot sooner in the show like the private investigators brought in Does pretty it? early yeah mm-hmm. she's super Which I, weird I didn't really part. like her and honestly i didn't really like her character in the show yeah, I, actually so she's part of the bigger stephen king universe uh and she's part of the mr mercedes trilogy oh. as a huge character in there as well so finders keepers mr yeah. mercedes holly gibdy holly gibdy yeah and it's funny because uh i watched the mr mercedes show too and in there, she's like a geeky, tiny white girl. And in Outsider, she's a, like a kind of a black, you know, a little bit more outgoing, powerful. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting dynamic. But I like both interpretations of the character. It's just weird to see. On the Outsider, she's like super mousy. Right. And like antisocial and like, yeah, she has like a lot of problems talking to people. But she's like super smart. And that's why she's a good investigator. So yeah, it's interesting to see how the, the show plays out. Wasn't Finders Keepers a movie too? Oh, go ahead, Tim. I've seen this show. Yeah, we watched what's, it. What's it about? 
I just why well, not concept, but what's remind me of the show joe because i do not remember it's exactly like how he explained remember like oh she was listening um well i wasn't listening because i was thinking in my head have i seen this so then i was yeah we watched it gets charged with murder jason jason bateman played the baseball coach in the first but we didn't finish it we finished it sam was just on her phone like a typical millennial (laughs) doing instagrams oh i'm sorry i'm working twittering 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 Yeah, right, it was fine. I think just because it's like you said, it petered, like it just got boring towards the end. So, all right, no, you didn't like it. You gave up on it before I did, if you remember. Like, yeah, I kept I watching, yeah, because it took too long. <laughs> yeah. They were trying I to was figure like, out yeah. the sludge or whatever, and it took them five episodes to talk about the sludge. <laughs> well, they thought the dude was jerking off like at a normal amount, but that's yeah. in the book, at least. <laughs> like, right. no one comes as much. Ooh. <laughs> or do they uh all right sam Joe. no please no let's Not- do it <laughs> episode three it, guys we're gonna we're just gonna continue on and torture you guys with our american horror story talk steve's going to i can tell he's already getting ready to go to bed here um so sam would you like to discuss episode three a little i'll just discuss yawning. just this little top but then you can take it away so all right joe and i Continuing on with our American Horror Story journey. Um, so the other night we were going to catch up on the next episode. And we both fell asleep on the couch. But then I woke up to a part of where Harry, the main character. Okay, so I don't know where we left off. So, okay. Can we spoil it or no? Sure. Just, yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler coming. <laughs> spoiler alert coming if you are watching American Horror Story. Um, anyways, so we had talked about how Harry took the pill, his wife is pregnant, and then they also have a daughter who is a extreme perfectionist at playing the violin. So she ends up taking one of the pills. So he has to go find her food. He doesn't want her to go look for the food. He's like, I'll do it. You stay home. So he ends up answering like a Craigslist ad or whatever. And so I slowly wake up to this part and he shows up at this person's house. The girl kind of looks like, I think she's supposed to be like a crackhead or something. And it ends up being a thing of where she was trapping him where he thought he was trapping her. So she has a boyfriend who knocks Harry out. All we know is that Harry gets tied up in some dark room with all of these rules. And it seems like it's kind of like a dominating kind of situation like a dominating and uh I don't know like servant kind of kink stuff they're making a snuff film not yet Joe oh sorry (laughs) okay so anyways so Harry ends up coming out of the thing and they're like you need to take this Viagra because while my boyfriend trigger warning while my boyfriend is fucking you and your ass you're gonna die because he's gonna fuck you so hard in your ass you're gonna be fucking me pretty much and they're like people pay for this like I guess apparently everyone wants this kind of snuff film and so he's like what the fuck so they end up like pushing him on this bench where he's about to take it and I'm just I'm still like groggy and I'm like god damn it American Horror Story like you couldn't wait just a little bit longer and I'm like Joe is not gonna like this because he doesn't like that it goes so drastic and so far like there's no need for it you know it's like yeah just relax anyways so I tell Joe about it and he's like oh god and I'm like but I kind of want to finish the episode 
So I'll let Joe take it from there. Um, the episode actually wasn't that bad, but that scene was just so fucking terrible. Like, yeah, it's like Ryan, Ryan Murphy is he, I don't know. He's just a horny guy, man. He loves his sex in his shows. Like all of me and Sam watched another one. What was that Hollywood show we watched on Netflix where like everybody was just fucking each other. Like the whole like series. Yeah, Do you remember that I one, Sam? It was one that he did, but I can't yeah. remember what it was. It was like old timey Hollywood stuff, but like basically the whole show is just people fucking each other left and right. Um, So yeah, I mean, the dude's just horny. He just, he needs to like dial back the sex a little bit. Like he just cannot help himself. Um, like, I feel like it's just like erotic porn for him or whatever, but overall, like the episode really was not bad though. Like I'm still Mm -hmm. interested in what's happening. Like that scene definitely like, I was like, oh, but then like they were able to just move past it. And like, it was like a very quick scene. Um, but yeah, I mean like so far it's like holding my attention enough. Mm -hmm. Like, is it great? No, but it's, it's better than the last couple of seasons so far. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm still hanging on. I could have done without that little scene just because it didn't add anything to it. Like it just was pointless, I thought. Um, but I'm still liking it. I'm still liking Finn as Harry, still liking Evan Peterson. So we'll keep you we'll keep you posted on our American Horror Story journey. Thanks for listening. Evan Peters. Oh, I said Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> Some fan I am. <laughs> All right. Um, so I've been watching a lot of movies because I'm currently on staycation. Um, I had to cancel my trip to Niagara Falls, so I'm just basically staying home, uh, playing, playing games and watching movies. How fun, though! Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's basically what I do every day, but <laughs> now I can just get to do it more. Um, so I, I had a lot of stuff to choose from. I, I do want to note something we talked about internally. Uh, we will review what we do in the shadows as a full episode at the end of the season. So the reason we're not getting all like excited about the episodes every week is because we want to review the whole thing in one shot. But goddamn, whew, man, that show's amazing. <laughs> I just watched the first two episodes and fantastic. Anyway, uh, so my first one this week is a 2021 film that I found over on Shutter, and it's called Jacob's Wife. So this one stars Barbara Crampton. Uh, so she plays the wife of a uh, minister. And she's been his wife for about 30 years. And she's, it really like sucked the life out of her because he runs her life completely. He's just like completely, not like physically abusive, but like psychologically abusive. You know, like he's, she's really like the housewife to this character. And all of a sudden she has an encounter with a uh, master vampire, which uh, changes her. And she starts taking control of her life for the first time in 30 years. And as she's starting to feel more like herself and feel more powerful, um, she also starts having a need to feed and kill people and stuff like that. So it's basically a story about this woman uh, played by Barbara Crampton, who's trying to take back her life from her abusive minister husband and while dealing with the vampire stuff. Uh, You know, so Mondo, uh, the co-host of our, of my other podcast with Todd, uh, Let's Speak Geek and Gaming podcast, told me not to watch it. But personally, I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was an interesting look into, you know, this poor woman's life and how her asshole husband has been treating her and her trying to get out of it. Plus, you got some really cool vampire shit. Like the kills are fucking awesome. 
and I, I actually thought it was a fun film. Like it wouldn't be anywhere near my top 10, but it also wouldn't be you know, my near my bottom five. It's kind of a run of the mill kind of middle movie, but still I would recommend it for a one-time watch, especially if it's on shutter. So uh, yeah, it's really awesome. That's called Jacob's wife. Rob Campton's beautiful. Yes. Okay. My next one is a puppet master movie, which is, I believe, I don't know, 13, 14. They, they stopped being like making sense a long time ago. Uh, but this one's called Blade. The Iron Cross came out last year. Um, extremely low budget as, you know, like I, I would love to like know what's going on with Full Moon because I love Full Moon, but like their budgets get smaller and smaller and I hope they do some bigger budget stuff because I love their movies, but uh, Blade the Iron Cross, uh, this is another one about Nazis for whatever reason, like they keep going back to Nazi stuff. So this is set in World War II in America, the Nazis are still running around just like part four, five, six, I think if I'm remembering correctly. Um, this girl who I wasn't paying attention enough to know who she was, she was like a Russian psychic. She's in America too, and she has Blade for some reason. And you see the puppets, other ones, but they never come alive. They're just chilling out. Um, meanwhile, you have a Nazi trying to make super soldiers, but they're also zombies, which is kind of strange. And then you have like a, a, a neo-noir detective who's in love with the Russian chick and he's looking, I don't know, it's, it's convoluted. The kills are really good though. Um, and I, I don't know, it's, it's something about Full Moon that I just really like. Even when they're sucky, they're, they're still pretty fun. Uh, so you can do worse. It's nothing like groundbreaking, but it's on Tubi if you uh, don't have the Blu-ray. But it all, it's also in the Blu-ray collection, collection if you get that from Full Moon, but it's also on Tubi, like I said. And it's not terrible. So Blade, the Iron Cross, part 13, 14. Not sure. Is that the last one in the collection? That is the last one in the Blu-ray collection if you would buy the collection, yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's the last one that, that they're making. Yeah. <laughs> it might, it might have been because it's 2020, so they haven't really done anything right except corona zombies oh god three of them three of them (laughs) three of those (laughs) he does that from his like man cave in his basement just yeah no no fucking kidding (laughs) yeah watch this don't buy it (laughs) just him and his friends do voiceovers for old movies and it's one guy in canada's keeping our (laughs) (laughs) view of one on tubi joan sam you got something else um i don't know Um, because we could we could talk like Rocky Harbor if we're going to cover it in October. Maybe we'll just wait on that. Yeah. And the only thing I really watched was what we do in the shadows. And I know we're going to cover that, but I don't know. I don't really think it's that funny. Uh, the second episode is way funnier. <laughs> and um, my favorite is uh, Guillermo. Without it, it would not be funny this season so far. So you like season step, one too, though? Step it up. I don't. Oh. I, I thought Nandor was hilarious in, in episode two. Anyway. Episode two was hilarious, but like yeah. one, it was not. I mean, they can't all be like the best. Yes, yeah. they two, can. two was so. I, I can at least have an LOL moment, but I, with one, I didn't have anything. I save agree. it for the episode, people. <laughs> we'll save it. But that's I agree. all I'm saying. So far, I, mean, I agree. Well, we won't talk about it again until. After. I mean, I still love the show. Okay. <laughs> this fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah all right so since for every for every you can for every jackie daytona episode you got to have one that's not on par (laughs) that's right exactly it's hard to one up that one for every great sopranos episode you got to have one where they're lost in the woods running around (laughs) gobbledygook huh have you ever had gobbledygook or whatever all right uh so my second movie this week uh so i gave uh the squad 
basically a, a list of films that I could use. And I think Joe wanted me to talk about this one. So every month I go into panic mode because Tubi puts out a leaving soon list. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to see those movies again once they leave Tubi. So I always go and like try to watch all of them. And one of them that was on my list was 2007 Teeth. So in this one, a uh, girl lives in a neighborhood that has a nuclear power plant like right behind it. And she is born with teeth inside her vagina, uh, which was very disgustingly shown in the first scene where she's like a three-year-old and her like four or five-year-old brother is playing with her in a pool, uh, stepbrother, sorry, stepbrother's playing with her in a pool. And all of a sudden his uh, finger is is, uh, like chopped off or chomped off from the toe uh, from the tip of it which is very disturbing when you really fucking think about that scene so it takes place about i don't know like 15 years later and they're now teenagers going to high school and she's part of an abstinence club and chastity club and uh, she doesn't want to have sex but and she meets a guy there who is also part of that club but of course you know men being men uh he tries to rape her and then she cuts her dick off with her vagina that has teeth in it um and then she realizes that that's a thing that she could do but then she falls in love with someone else and he has sex with her but this time it's consensual and she realizes that she can actually control the teeth which she wasn't sure about before but then keep course... not to be sure of geez right exactly uh but then that guy also turns out to be an asshole uh because he's like it was like a dare from his friends to sleep with her so she cuts his dick off with her uh, vagina and then she cuts a doctor's fingers off because he's also trying to rape her. Like everyone's trying to rape her in this movie. And then it ends with her brother from the first scene or her stepbrother who also wants to rape her. And uh, he knew better because he got his finger chomped off in the first scene. So he tries to rape her anally, but she has none of it. So she puts, she like slips him into the vagina. Same thing happens. And then his dog eats his dick. The end. Very fucking weird movie. Um, it was just like, like, I get, you know, some men are really bad, but this one, like every single man in this movie tries to rape her, like every single one of them. Uh, so I thought that was a little far-fetched, um, but it was still like the way she handled it and everything was not, not too bad. It's just, it was a weird movie, you know, the whole stepbrother thing was odd. And, um, I don't know the, the movie just had these really weird beats going through it. Uh, so it, it was like an okay watch, but nothing I'd particularly tell people to go out and check out. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's got an underlying, like, very disturbing. If you, like you said, think about it, <laughs> like the the brother only wants to have sex with his girlfriend anally because he thinks everyone has a vagina or a teeth in their vagina because he assaulted a sister. Like, it's fuck, right. man, some weird shit in that movie for yeah. like a a campy horror movie. Yeah, there's a dark, very dark undertone to the movie, but it's it is played pretty campily. It's played like a high school flick, which is so weird. It just doesn't really fit kind of the theming going on behind it. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it's kind of horrifying. But a, a real thing. Some men believe that women have teeth in their vagina. I remember uh, hearing about that in my sex class in college. So it's a real disease. Good times. No, that's not good. No, it's, you know, you had, there's all, I, we watched a whole documentary about it where a guy was like convinced women had teeth in their vagina and he even went to like a clinic with the doctor and he showed her he showed him that it wasn't true but he still wouldn't believe it like you're just hiding it from me and you okay. you extracted the teeth just for this uh, documentary is super weird well he had some mental issues then apparently oh well, yeah <laughs> need some help 
Yeah, good, good college learning. Yes. <laughs> I, I remember course. specifically because <laughs> it was a very infamous course at my college, uh, the our sex class. And I brought one of my friends to a class because he didn't believe me that it was really graphic. And I happened to bring him, I think it was to this class. <laughs> and at, by the end of it, he's like, Jesus, okay, I get, oh, I, you know, you win. <laughs> totally as brutal as I thought it would be. Hmm. Good times. Way to round out the what watch, Steve. <laughs> well, I didn't pick it. <laughs> I, I was going to talk about something else. I was going to talk about uh, Warlock or Aftermath, but you guys watched Heath, so you know. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watched it a while ago. It's been a long time, but yeah. I remember it. Yeah. It's very unforgettable. That's for no, sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. All right. Let's get them trivia questions out, people. All right. I'm ready. I will tell you the scores. They are Steve holding on to first place with 85. Me behind him in second with 83. Boo. Joe, 79. Boo. <laughs> Boo, you fucking suck. Sam at 55. <laughs> this is game number 34. 34 or 52 if we end up playing 52 games. Which, which, which we won't because we've already missed you in a couple episodes and that's what I need to do. I need to get a lead and then never come back. Here we go. <laughs> That's right. Although Sam played for me one time last, I think last year, maybe the year before. I did? Know. The year yeah, before. Did. When we, before we started like fresh again. Oh, that's mm. fun. All right. Um, all mine are original. I think all of ours are original, except Steve tonight because Steve has some leftovers. Kayla, come on. We need Kayla. We need <laughs> Kayla, you're on vacation, girl. What? Come on. You didn't, you didn't get it, your time approved off. So. <laughs> you didn't have any PTO. Um, <laughs> I will go first, actually. All right. All right. Ready for this one. Before growing up to become an A list celebrity, this actor starred in a Say Cheese and Die for Goosebumps. Brian Gosling. Correct. Yeah. Brian Gosling. We just watched nice. it today. Sam going shit. for the kill. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll go next. All right, all right. Cabrini in Green. All Command. <laughs> that was gonna be that was gonna be one of mine. I, I'm uh, sure. Buzz, it was. buzz. All Jesus. Candyman related. Um. So, how many times? Twenty three times. Was Tony Todd? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> I knew it. But also twenty six. Also, also yeah, in two different interviews, he has separate information. Oh, technically, he's also stunned 25 times because he had to get 25 before he oh, got 27. Okay. Times. So, yeah, so he's not <laughs> even sure. Oh, he probably make this shit up. Yeah, sorry. And interestingly enough, the bees were bred just for the movie and were only 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I read that tonight. 12 years, <laughs> 12, 12 days. 12, old. I mean, 12 days. <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, like 12, I'm sorry, 12, 12 hours old. 12 Jeez. hours, that's right. And yeah. it's a, it's the same bee company that did My Girl, so oh My oh. Girl's hard, dude. That one fucked me up when I was oh, a kid. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, I guess everyone, huh? Well, yeah. maybe you Jesus. should mind your own business and stay where you need to stay, and you won't be getting stung. Oh, well, maybe he was in love with that girl, and he wanted to hang out with her. Sam. I'm just some teasing. people like people. Okay, it Sam's was romantic. Go drink yourself some milk and relax. Joe, let's be Beta and Thomas for. Oh yeah, Halloween. like dead. I'll be dead, Thomas. No, I'll have all the bee stings on me. And no. <laughs> his glasses. He can't see without his glasses. Oh my Aww. god. Get over it. My girl. My girl. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Come on. Yep. And Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Yep. yep. Steve or Sam. I'll go. All right. All righty. Who directed Candyman Three? Oh shit! Um, Tony Todd, no. Clive Barker, 
Definitely. Got Tony Todd on the board, Clive Barker <laughs> on the board. That means they're wrong. I'm trying to think what the, it's the same guys. <laughs> oh, fuck, I don't remember. I have no idea. Is, okay. I think it's the same guy as the first one, though. Is it a famous person or is it like one of those kind of random? Uh, you tell me, Todd. Well, I have Tony Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so cool how your name is Todd? You're pretty much related to Tony it's Todd. Yeah. yeah. I'm like the least <laughs> successful, less good looking, shorter. <laughs> All right. Um, the director is Turi Meyer. Of what course. Are, what else they got? What else he got oh, yeah, on, on his filmography? Not same guy. Um, oh, he looks like a nice guy. Yeah, Bonus, pleasant fellow. He's known for Smallville. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Witches of the East, and which is a great show, by the way. Okay. Mm. He's so a so he's a TV guy. Mostly. TV guy, yeah. He also did a few episodes of Salem. It looks like oh. Vampire Diaries, all sorts. Interesting. All right. Uh, so all my questions are from Kayla. Kayla. Steve's mad. No. <laughs> Super pissy. Didn't get to twenty six. No. Uh, still look and relax. Yeah, still in our teens. Demi Moore co-starred in this low-budget horror film directed by Charles Band. Um, um Puppet Master. Wrong. <laughs> um, gosh damn it! Do you know it, or are you just? <laughs> no, I, I I've been on a Charles Band fucking rampage. Hmm. Uh, Bloody Moon. Oh, um, uh, lurking fear. No. Damn. Yes, you guys get up. Yeah. So the movie was Parasite. Mmm. That looks angry. Charles Band, come back, man. Come back to your good stuff. Yeah, no, what are you no. doing? Please make a fucking fucking master movie or something. I don't know. Something. <laughs> Jesus. All right. And uh, okay, who? What A-list actress? Oh, who was almost cast as Helen? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock is correct. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah she was oh, the third, old. third, the third choice. Third choice. Yeah, yes. the first choice was the director's wife, and she got, she got pregnant right before production. So, yo, baby, I'll her. put you in a movie. You just yeah. gotta be with me. <laughs> so they went to Virginia Madsen, who had just been fired from the movie, oh, wow. uh, play, playing the friend. And then she got the job, but Sandra Bullock was the next choice. Virginia Madsen is a smoke show. Oh, yeah. Gosh damn. Yeah, I'm she's ready. beautiful. Yeah, Indeed. Beautiful. Indeed. She's an angel. She's the one I'd like to meet. She does cons. I haven't had the chance. Does she? Yet, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never seen her on any. Never seen her. Yeah. Yep. She was supposed to be at Texas Frightman this year, but she canceled. Oh. All righty. Who directed the original candy? Bernard. Bernard. Bernard uh, Rose. Correct. Yeah. Nice. Ooh. I get I get half of those points. I gave her Bernard. <laughs> no. You said Bernard. Bernard. Same thing. <laughs> Bernard, Bernard, thing. Todd, Wad. Todd I Wad. always thought it was Clive. Really? No, I he did. did the fucking book. Yeah. He did Hellraiser. He did. Did he direct Hellraiser though? Yeah, he directed the first Hellraiser. Yeah. Did he direct um what's that one where they go in the cemetery and a bunch of dudes that like live underground? Oh, and then it's got that director that's a serial killer. And yeah. He wears like a leather jacket and one guy's big forehead. What is that? Oh, yeah, 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 he did. Nightbreed, um, Nightbreed. Nightbreed, yeah. Sam loves that one, yeah. I, I think he did direct that one too, yeah. Clyde Barker. 
I just listened to Todd. uh, I know you listen to Mick Garris's podcast. I he was on recently, and he's a really good interview. Was he? Okay, I'm gonna listen. All right, my turn. Mm -hmm. See, Senora. I don't know which one to ask. All righty. That's the one I'll get. Yeah. Okay. Steve, two again. Fuck. Out of ten, the Candyman (laughs) franchise. Which is Tony Todd's least favorite? Day of the three. Dead, three. Yeah. I don't know who said it first. I said, I said Day of the Dead first, which is three. Well, who oh, said damn. three first? I well, Day of the Dead is the third. Well, no, but you can still say three. Well, it's not called Kenny Mallory. It's called Day of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Judges. All right. Point goes to Milk Drinker. Sorry, Joe. Milk Drinker pulls ahead by three. Okay. I guess Sam's on yeah, Steve's side here. <laughs> All right. All right. So he's up. Next one. Kayla. Yeah, let me pull it up. All right. Uh, which 2012 horror film showed a couple forcing their son to dress and act like his dead sister, which wound up, which wound up costing him to become a killer? Oh, shit. I know this movie. I did too. It <laughs> fucked me up. I can't remember it though. Shit. You guys give up? Yeah. No. Well, I do. Can you read it again? Sure. Which 2012 horror film showed a couple forcing their son to dress and act like his dead sister, which wound up (sighs) causing him to become a killer? Oh my Uh, God. I can see the mom and dad. Great. uh, (laughs) They're like by a staircase. Not parents? No. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I know it, but I don't know it. All right. What is it, Steve? It's House at the End of the Street. Is it's not what I was thinking. thinking. No. <laughs> at the end of the street? Yep. Isn't that Jennifer Lawrence in that one? I'm not sure. I've seen that movie. movie yeah. I didn't know that's what it was called, though. Huh. All right. Yeah, it is Jennifer Lawrence. All right. Yeah, okay. Sam's seen that one for sure. All right. Back to the top. I always what? get that one confused with um, Olsen. Olsen? Elizabeth Olsen? Elizabeth Olsen. The movie that she was in, where it's like she finds those Polaroids of her uncle or something like that. Oh, molesting her or whatever. Yeah, what is that movie called? Silent House. Uncle Molester. Yes. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uncle Peckerhead. Good movie. That's a great movie. All right. What super, faith, super famous real life celebrity did Odd Thomas talk to a lot in his movie and book? I haven't seen it, so I couldn't tell you. You read it again, Todd. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is incorrect. What super famous real life celebrity did Odd Thomas talk to a lot in his movie and book? But I mean, oh, yeah, and it's been a long time. Man, I just watched this like a couple years ago. No, he's like in the movie, right? Doesn't he? He's like with him or something. Yeah, he's like. I don't know what you're asking. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ask you one more time. My brain will try to okay. follow. Remember, along. remember, Odd Thomas sees ghosts, right? Yes. So, what super fucking like super worldwide famous real life celebrity haunts Odd Thomas, and they have like a relationship where they just talk? You want the actor's name? No, I want the celebrity, celebrity in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I don't need to know who played him. I just need to know what celebrity. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is alive still, Joe. So now. Oh wait, he's dead. Oh, because <laughs> he sees ghosts. Oh, okay. Steve's pissed. Oh. I, I haven't seen it. It's like <laughs> I'm trying to Marlon, think of one. Marlon Brando. 
I'm so disappointed. I'm just gonna give you the answer and ask another question. Elvis Presley, damn it. Dad, I was literally gonna say Elvis. <laughs> well, you shut up. Oh my god. All right. Um, moving on. I'm gonna do a different one. Candyman I, related. I just had a heart attack. I'm like not on Thomas related again. <laughs> We all know Tony Todd was going to be Candyman. Eddie right? Murphy. Oops, yeah. Damn it, fucking yeah. Joe. Can I even do my setup? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Steve would do it before. Yeah, I, 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 I knew Another that. Another Thomas question. Imogen Heap. Fright Night. That's not even her name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not. Oh, that's a, that's the singer. <laughs> what is it? Imogen, Imogen Poots. Imogen Poots. Poots. Damn it. Poots. Fine. <laughs> Good no, thing. Right. Movie, no wrong questions. movie, wrong name. So. Right. You get. You know what? I'm taking a point away from you. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointing all right. Elvis. Alrighty, alrighty. Yeah, Next question. Yeah, original Candyman, or you can even say new Candyman. Oh. If you'd Beast. like, because he is mentioned. Don't if it's uh, Carbini Green, dude. I'm a... But <laughs> what is what is Candyman's actual name? Oh shit. Ah, uh. oh, it's a French name, of course. What's his fucking name? Edward Furlong. <laughs> can I look at my computer? <laughs> no. Oh. oh shit! I see Sam fucking trying to sneak. <laughs> see, if can, say. see if I can read it through her. Could you glasses. tell my? Could you tell my eyes are to the side? Yeah, shifty fucker. No, it's not even on this page. Oh, that's really gonna bother me. It starts with an I, an it, L. It, it's, no, like it's, it's, it's it's like Louis de Louis it's de, like de Petit, okay. or it's like some really French name. Sounds no. like an artiste Bo- name. A book of the Pepe. All right. The his, name, his name was Daniel Robitaille. Robitaille, yeah. Robitaille, yeah. Robitaille, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Sam. Well, fuck. Okay, so who gets the point? No one. Nobody. No, no, no one. one. No oh, one got okay. it. No. All right. What should I do, guys? The tagline. <laughs> no. I'm going to. Candy what man. is the tagline? Sweets to the sweet. <laughs> ah, that makes sense. What was it for this new one? Say his yeah. name or something? Say his name. Something say like his name. Say his name. Yeah. I'm checking. One second. Don't, don't ask that question. It's actually just say it. Say, say right. it. Okay. When no one is around you. All right. Go ahead. Ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I lost it. God dang it. All right. It. All righty. Ready? <laughs> yes. This is it's I guess you could say it's a tag long a tagline, <laughs> but it's also a poster title. Uh, poster no. subtitle, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Right. Is the, it the same thing? Well, it's two different ones. All Candy right. Candyman two, Candyman three. <laughs> All right. No, seriously, ready? <laughs> yeah, no, ready. World of Ashes. Demon to some, angels to others. Oh. Demons that sounds really familiar. Angels to others. Demons to some. Angels to others. Hmm. Is it what what Problem. uh what Problem decade? Child. <laughs> <laughs> what decade? Yeah. Um 80s. 80s. Demon to some. Angels or just angel? Angel to others. Oh, so we're demon, demon to, to some. some angel to, to others. Angel to other. Um, bedazzled. <laughs> Late eighties. Gremlins. Rated um, R. Um, Hellraiser. It's not a bad guess. 
I have no no clue. What did you say, Joe? Hellraiser. You got it. Oh, he did. Oh, what a guess. That's a terrible tagline, though. <laughs> well, it's on the side of Doesn't the poster, but then the tagline is he'll tear you your soul apart. So that's a good one. I mean, it kind of makes sense because, like, to Some others, people, I guess, yeah. they, to like the absolute worst of the worst, they would be con- like the angels of the underworld. So, uh, is, can I ask I a bonus question? Has everyone went? No, I, I have one more. All right. So, he has one more. I, so, um, in which 2000 film is it revealed that Dracula is actually Judas, which is why he hates the cross so much? Dracula 2000. Correct. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say it, but I'm oh, like, yeah. stupid. It's here right now. <laughs> Good job, Joe. Thank you. All right, you get a bonus, bonus time. Me right. the damned. Bonus time. Boner. Boners time. What? Okay. It's <laughs> one All of right. these. Stop, <laughs> yeah. <it>. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Did you say it's gonna be one of these? Yeah, at, at thirty-seven. <laughs> 37 minutes into the third part of it. All righty. Who sang the smash hit? Oh. Say my name. Um, Beyond Dusty Child. Say my name. Uh, Dusty Child. Good job, Joe. Thank it you. Wasn't, it's, not, it's not Beyonce, though. It's just Destiny's Child. So. Yeah. Yes. It's pretty, pretty Thank you. Until Beyonce threw them all to the curb. All right. She Thank said, you so she, much. Said, she said, get off me. Thank you. All right, points. Big night for Joseph. Four, Steve, two, Sam, two, myself, one, which is Steve holding on to first place, 87. I'm holding on to second place by a hair with 84. Joe, uh, third, 83. Sam, 57. Next time will be game number 35. We need your uh, questions because, as you see, we struggle a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) We need you. Come back. Baby, come back. Oh, that's a jam. Is that the version by Vanessa me. Hudgens? No, that's the Todd version. Oh, baby, come back. I give Todd bars at my concert. Oh, all right. <laughs> he throws right. into the crowd. He has like a rocket launcher and these launch out Todd bars. Like it's Ozzy. A... Ozzy shoots water on everyone. Todd just yeah. shoots Todd bars. Yeah, ICP shoots Fago. All right. Ready to talk Candyman. Is Fago a real drink, though? It is. It, really? Yeah, it's, it's like a cheap fucking cola. Okay. I've never heard of it in my life. I, I've never seen it, but apparently it's a Detroit thing. Oh, it's a okay. Hispanic thing. Maybe. I don't I don't know. Pretty sure it's just, uh, whatever. I've had All enough right. ICP talk for one night. <laughs> Candyman 2021, directed by Nia DaCosta. Anthony is partner moving to a loft in the now gentrified Cabrini. After a chance encounter with an old timer exposes Anthony to, to the true story behind Candyman, he unknowingly opens a door to a complex past that unravels his own sanity and unleashes a terrifying wave of violence. So this one's currently in theater. For all you guys that get get out to the theater, go see it. Um, this one is about a younger couple, I guess maybe 30s. Like the girl, she's a professional, she's got her life together. Uh, her boyfriend who I forget his name. Anthony. Anthony, there you go. He was right in what I just said. Um, he's a artist slash not really because he's kind of struggling. Like they kind of make it seem like he hasn't really had a good project in a while. So he's like looking for like inspiration, things like that. So um, he kind of takes inspiration from his childhood. Like I guess he grew up in a rougher area. Um, so he decides to like go explore kind of like a downtown project rundown thing. And he you know, comes across somebody that explains to him, hey, the legend of the Candyman, this guy tells him about how when he was a young man uh, in the projects, this local 
kind of like a local guy that I'm sure every town has like a local kind of strange man or whatever that was kind of creepy. But this guy was a candy man literally because he would give candy to kids. And um, for some reason he was living in the wall, which is like a kind of a creepy scene. And the boy in question goes down to do laundry. The candy man comes out, scares him. So he yells. Uh, meanwhile, the local police who were camping out because someone was killed, they're like, you know, trying to watch the area. They hear him screaming. They run to his aid, kill the guy. Um, and then uh, we flash forward to present day where this guy has inspirations. He starts uh, painting stuff. And I got to say, stop right there and say that guy that shit talked to him at his own art ex exhibition, whatever, like, fuck that guy. He was just trying to like get with his girlfriend. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. So screw him. Um, but he has an like, art show and people are coming around and people are liking his stuff until someone starts dying and people start dying. And then he starts getting attention that he doesn't really probably shouldn't get because it's based on murders. But he's like, fuck, man, I'm in the press now. I'm getting all this uh, recognition. Who cares if people die? And I'm going to embrace it. And uh, I guess I'll leave it there. Um, I wasn't really into this movie, um, but I'm also not a really huge fan of the original. It's just kind of an average film for me. Um, so let's just leave it at that. Let you guys take over what you guys liked about it or whatever. I guess I'll go. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I love the original Candyman and I was very excited to check this one out. Um, so yeah, went to the theater, obviously waited a long time, obviously as COVID pushed this back uh, basically a full year. So it has been a long time coming, waiting for this one. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Jordan Peele obviously produced um, a lot of people thinking he directed this one, which no folks, he did not. This uh, was a uh, Nia DaCosta directed film, um, which she, I went on her IMDb and she has not done much. This is really her first like feature length movie. So um, I think it is to be like after, you know, watching it, I definitely think there are mistakes here that were made um, for a first time director, you know, like that happens, you know, growing pains and stuff like that along the way um but you know overall i liked this movie um i think for me there was more good than bad now i definitely did have issues with it um which i could get into later um but overall coming out of it I, I think there's more to like here than there is to dislike i'm worried when you guys get into the bad stuff about it <clears throat> um Okay, so it's probably no surprise that I enjoyed this film. Um, I'm trying to think. So when I knew that this one was coming out last year and it got pushed back, I kind of kept, um, I kind of kept like out of sight, out of mind, just because I didn't want it to be spoiled anyway. And so just knowing like, oh, Candyman was going to be released this time, blah, blah. I kind of thought it was going to be a remake, not a sequel. So that was a pleasant surprise. Um, and also, can we just acknowledge that Nia DaCosta is now the first Black woman director with a number one film at the box office, which is amazing. And, um, so I want to watch it again and I'm still kind of digesting it, but I loved it so much. I liked the story. I know that some of the scares weren't really scary and that a lot of people were disappointed by that. Um, 
the cinematography was really good. I feel like um, I thought all of the actors did an amazing job. I do wish that Tony Todd was in it a lot more. Like I just, I was really counting on that, but still it was great. I also thought that it was very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Relevant? Yeah. It's very relevant to today still with all of the racial issues going on and stuff like that um it has a an amazing score to it I definitely hope to get that on vinyl and I will be watching this one often yeah so uh, I also actually really liked it uh, I didn't know what to expect with from it uh, other than it was uh, Jordan Peele you know uh, produced and Nia DaCosta had directed it because they talked a lot about that leading up to the film uh, I thought the film was visually stunning like really well shot you know the, a lot of the scenes are just framed in such, such a way that was really interesting particularly how they used mirrors in the movie uh, they used them very cleverly and you were always kind of looking out to see where Candyman was going to be kind of thing so I thought that was really cool uh, I love when they do kind of the cardboard cutout like scene recreations to kind of yes. tell the story as opposed to just a regular flashback, which they do in Candyman 3. Uh, if you watch that, they show like actual flashbacks of how, um, you know, Tony Todd's character became Candyman. And I thought that kind of lost a little bit, whereas I liked the way they did it in this one. Uh, I also love how they did a lot of the kills from a distance, like it was from a different perspective. Uh, I thought that was really an interesting way to show some of the kills, uh, particularly the kill where it's the critic, where it's like panning away from her building and you see her kind of just flying around and you don't see a killer, which is really interesting. It's like an invisible killer because she's the only one who can see it. So I thought that was pretty awesome. I thought the performances were fantastic throughout. Uh, I also thought this movie did a great job of amplifying the legend that was laid out in the original. Like it built on the Candyman legend. Uh, and I thought that was interesting. Great locations. I really love the angle of having it from an artist's perspective, you know, because we're at, it's always usually like an investigator. Like we've seen that trope so often in horror films. So to have an artist trying to be um, inspired for his art was an interesting take. And I really appreciate that uh, from it. And I really love Tony Todd's appearance at the end. I was getting kind of worried that he wouldn't show up at all by the end there, but I'm glad that we got at least a little bit of him just to kind of, I'm assuming past mantle, like this was his, uh, you know, passing of the torch to a future generation of Candyman. But uh, as far as the, I guess, complaints I have, I thought it was a great start, a really sluggish middle and a stronger ending. But, and I say this a lot, I feel like I'm repeating this a lot, but it's just the way I feel about movies. I thought it was a little too long. Uh, the middle just kind of dragged on, you know, there's a lot, there's wasn't a lot going on in the middle as um, Anthony's going through his transformation and stuff. Uh, I, I thought the score was okay. And they kept teasing us with the score of the original. And it's one of those things where either tease us, uh, either do it or don't, because I kept like wanting to hear the original, like, and it just, to me, like paled in comparison to the original score, because it is such an iconic score. So I thought that was kind of a miss. I thought the twist at the uh, about like who Anthony was was super obvious, and can't, I don't know if you saw the original how you didn't see that one coming. So I thought that was a little uh, little sucked. And the, my biggest complaint, I would say, so there's a lot of social commentary in this, which is fine. Uh, I expect it from Candyman. I expect it from something Jordan Peele has his hands in. 
Um, it's relevant to today's times and I'm fine with social commentary, but I think subtlety is key when you're going through social commentary and this one wasn't subtle at all. And the best metaphor that uh, I think I can say about that is like Anthony's art. A lot of people were going up to the mirror and had no idea what the fuck <laughs> his art was. And it's not until he came up to his art piece and explained it to people that they understood what it was. And I feel that's what this movie was. It's like this movie was trying to have this like really important message, but they had to handhold you through the whole thing to explain to you what the message was or else it's like the audience wouldn't get it. And that was, I thought, a low point of this movie. I thought they should have kept it a little more subtle and a little less in your face with the dialogue and stuff. Like they keep talking about the gentrification of Cabrini Greens and everything. And it's an important aspect to the story, but they keep talking about it, keep talking about it. It's like, we get it. You know, we, we, we understand what world we're in. We understand what the movie's trying to convey, but you're just trying to, like, you're pushing it too hard. I thought that went, was a little bit of a thing I didn't like about the movie. Yeah, it actually, <laughs> you, it, the, the, it was so obvious uh, who Anthony uh, was, right? But, like, it took me, like, I, I didn't figure it out until it got to that point. And then I look back and I'm like, how the fuck did I not figure this out, like, sooner? It was, like, so obvious and then like when the, the mother answered the door i was like oh okay yeah that's it um which i thought was great like i i really liked that uh i i liked that they decided to go a sequel route rather than a remake like which kind of threw me off because like the whole time i'm like wait there is like multiple candy men which i thought was really cool i really liked that they went took that mythology and did something different with it right they like built it they, and which i thought was great like because if you just made a remake or a sequel, like it's the same shit, which people complain about and they, it may have been a bold move, but they wanted to build on the mythology, which I thought was great. Like, I really, really loved that. And I thought, like you guys said, shot beautifully. Cinematography was great. Um, the ending to me, like, just like is fantastic. Like I thought the ending to this movie was great. Uh, other than one particular scene, which I did not like, um, which, you know, I guess I can, I'll go into a few of my negatives. Um, my first big negative is the Clive character. Um, I thought he was terrible. Like I hated that whole scene, that whole death scene with him. Um, I thought the tone just was not there compared to the rest of the movie um, where he was sort of supposed to be the comedic relief or whatever. Um, it didn't work for me. And I, I really hated that character in general. And I hated that scene in particular. Um, my other big problem is with Nia DaCosta, the director, um, not for me personally, I didn't think, I think she was focusing a lot on her message, which that's great. But I think she was not focused on scare, like building tension, um, in scenes with the scares and the kills, which I think, you know, like, uh, in particular, the scene with all of the teenage girls, um, being killed, of course, um, that scene could have been a 10 out of 10 scene, but there was no building there. I felt like there was no tension building at all. And it just kind of happens. And I feel like that happens a lot throughout the movie during, you know, um, particular kill scenes and whatnot. So that was also, um, a, a bit of a miss for me. Um, but yeah, and then I agree with you, um, as well, Steve, about being, uh, kind of handheld throughout the movie, um, you know, which, you know, I think 
like you said, subtlety is just like so important when you're making movies like that. Look at the original Candyman. I mean, it is done so uh, perfectly. And I think if you didn't treat the audience kind of like in a way, like, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if dumb's the right word, but just like, you know, we're smart. The audience is smart. Like they can figure it out on their own. Um, and to just kind of like, you know, handhold them throughout the movie was a bit disappointing to me. Um, cause I think it could have been even more impactful. Um, but other than that, I, I, I really did enjoy it. Yeah. So on that, uh, and this is something I read, not something I came up with myself just for the record. Uh, and a good example of that is in this movie, they're talking about how, uh, the building that they're in, you know, the, the artists saying how it's like a new building that was built essentially for rich people. And they're doing the like kind of juxtaposition versus Cabrini Green, right? Because it was built on the Cabrini Green's kind of project. Whereas in the original, in the original Candyman, um, Virginia Helen's character, her apartment is the exact same layout as the Cabrini Green, uh, Green apartment. And it just shows like, this is what, you know, kind of one side of society gets. And this is what the other side of society gets, even though it's the exact same layout there's two different like sides to society and i feel that in a lot of cities people are segregated that way so it was it was subtle and you had to notice it whereas in this one like the it's her brother or whatever is like straight up just saying it (laughs) he has a whole like essential fucking info dump about all the social messaging that this movie is going to have right at the beginning of the film you know and then they bring in uh what's his character the guy from walking dead uh burke's character who does another info dump about basically the same message. And that's the problem is they constantly go over the same information to remind you about the social message when it was so obvious, you don't need to hold our hand. So yeah, it's too bad. Um, yeah. Now that I can say that you guys already said my negatives are your negatives too. It's just, it took a lot. It took me out of the film a lot. It's like, like Joe said, we're not stupid. Like, you don't have to tell me that like, you know, all the problems because white people and say it over and over again it's kind of like we get it and the steve's point it's like let's make a smarter film and i felt at time the social commentary was a crutch used to like as like a, a safe space for the filmmaker like oh if if this movie isn't good um i can have this social commentary in it to make sure that like you don't hold it against me if that makes sense like you have to like this because if you don't you're going to be labeled as like maybe a racist or something that's the thing i was getting from it and some of the stuff was too tongue in cheek with like the police and all that. I was like rolling my eyes at it. It was like so over the top. Um, like I get that stuff happens, but then once again, like, do we really have to have the scene where the cop explains like, you're going to do this or I'm going to frame like, no, we don't. You can have that reveal in a smarter way. You don't have to have a character that we know is bad, be bad for bad sake. You know what I mean? And like, you can have a message where you complain that complain that, the area is gentrified, but you also can't like be mad at that when you're living in it too. Like the characters are literally talking about how it's wrong, but they're contributing to it because they literally live in that area that they're complaining about. So it's like, what message are you kind of trying to give? Is it okay for some people to be like this or not, whatever. Um, I did really like, I can't pronounce his name. I, I, Aya, who played Anthony. Yeah, he's a really good actor. And I'm like really looking forward to more of his stuff. Um, I didn't like the acting though from the other characters like and character choices didn't make sense to me like no one's gonna tell this guy to go to the hospital with his fucking arm turning into like a lizard and then I felt like there was a bunch of ideas that were just crammed together like the high school scene 
was cool, but it didn't make any sense to the story. It was it like took away from it. Um, the police stuff at the end, I felt like they might have edited that in since it's got shelved and they kind of redid some things with it. I, I don't know. Who knows? But like, it feels like a lot of the stuff was just mixed together. And then the whole sleazy art dealer guy, which I couldn't fucking stand that guy. I couldn't wait for him to die. I'm glad he died. But that was like out of left field too. So I felt like a lot of it didn't really mesh well together. I think the better movie for me personally would have been, I really thought the Candyman stuff at the beginning with the guy giving candy out was creepy. And I felt they could have done like a, like a, um, like that guy getting killed for no reason is obviously wrong. I think if they would have made him like the vengeful angel or whatever you want to call it um, throughout the film that like ab not abducts, um, uh, makes Anthony bad. I forget the correct term, but something like that would have been really neat. And then having Tony Todd, I think, stalk Anthony and like talk to him and kind of like do like in the first one we got. Tony Todd going with Virginia Manson, right? He's like creeping on her in the parking lot, things like that. I thought it would have been cool if you have Tony Todd doing the same thing to Anthony, but the twist is like, he's not going to kill him. He wants him to like take the mantle over and then Anthony takes it and goes from there and stuff like that. But I thought a little bit too heavy fisted in the social stuff. Um, I like some of the cinematography, like especially what Steve said with the girl getting killed and it like zooms out from the apartment. That was awesome. Um, but overall, it was just, it was just a miss for me. And it's not like a, I don't know why this director was chosen for this. It's I, don't, I think it was out of her league, to be honest with you, not because she's a female or black, don't get me wrong. I think this needs to be with a more seasoned uh, director, and I think he'd have a better, tighter film. Um, yeah, those are my two cents. Yeah, I, I actually- You guys all hated it then. No. No. <laughs> uh, Joe and Steve liked it. <laughs> so I, I actually think that, so from my understanding, and I, I, I can't confirm this, but this is something I had read, that Nia DaCosta's version was the darker version and the studio stepped in and added a bunch of shit and made changes. And apparently Jordan Peele made a lot of changes to the movie. So I don't know how much, you know, I, I have a feeling that like the high school scene seemed like something a studio would say, I, we need more gore, yeah, we need more I kill, guess, you know? I and I, I, I'm just, I don't know. Like, I, I guess we'll see when she makes uh, Miss Marvel, like what kind of director she is. But I, can... uh, I don't know, like it's, it's, it's always tough with movies like this because when you're a first time director, producers tend to step in and put their i kind of want to piggyback off that because that's a really good point like I, I would assume if just saw face value from this movie i would assume that the studios ham-fisted the social shit in there just because it's current and studios tend to do stuff that's current to make more money let's not kid ourselves here because jordan peele is smarter than this what this movie is like us and get out is and get out is it's so fucking smart like exactly mm -hmm. it's not in your face it's not like don't get me wrong, like messages need to be sent, you know, and shit like this and social injustice is wrong. Don't get me wrong like that. But if you're making a film, a horror movie, it needs to be smarter. And J Jordan Peele is definitely that creator, but he didn't do it here. And who knows like what he changed. Maybe he toned it down. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But I think the film would have been the high school angle. That's what I thought the film was supposed to be. Because that like was set up in the beginning at the art show where she's there. And then we don't see her for 45 minutes. So I thought that was going to be the angle because that's like kind of what you want to see traditional stupid girls or stupid guys, whatever, saying Candyman in the fucking mirror and then he comes and kills you, right? But I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I kind of felt like some of the scenes now that you guys are talking about them were a little out of order, like just like the one in the bathroom, like it just made no sense. Um, and it definitely could have been cooler. And I know that like it was 
hand fed, but I feel like, I don't know if, I think if you have like one, not one chance, but if you have an opportunity and a platform, I feel like people are so oblivious and honestly, like you have to assume a person is stupid. Like not all horror fans pick up on the smart ways, like how you're saying. So I feel like sometimes you have to be really obvious about stuff like that. Cause it's like, I mean, there's still those issues going on and no one care. Not everyone cares. So I'm just saying, uh, you're right. I think that's a little reason why too. No, you're right. And I, I think that Candyman maybe isn't the right avenue mm-hmm. to get people talking about stuff. Cause let's be honest here and not putting any political group down. If you don't understand that there's a problem, then this Candyman isn't going to fix you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you like police violence, whatever, black commentary, whatever it is, if you don't know that's a problem, then this like watching a horror movie isn't going to fix your point of view. Mm-hmm. So why even try in Candyman? Honestly, like why, why even bother? That's just, it doesn't, it doesn't mesh, especially with like the non bright brightness of the, the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I do agree with Todd about the, the cop thing at the end, like, like, really like making it like over the top like obvious which it 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 did make me roll my eyes a little bit because I was like really like do we really like we don't need that there but my god the rest of that ending is so damn good like when she summons Candyman or um Anthony's character and he becomes like the new Candyman like I got like chills like I when he fucking started like slaying all these cops and then like her going and he's like fucking levitating and the bees that fucking scene looked amazing and then just for tony todd to be there at the end uh oh man i I thought that was like a perfect way to end it and it just like ends and like like it was i don't know i to me it was like pretty impactful like i thought it was really really good yeah i agree i thought it was a a really good end like i said i love the beginning i love the end i just thought the middle was sluggish a little bit but uh, overall, I, I really enjoyed it, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed, I, I like that they went, you know, it's the three Candyman before were all really from a white perspective, white directors mm-hmm. following white characters and to, with Tony Todd being like kind of the villain, where it was nice to see it kind of from the black perspective, you know, black director with black characters, you know, that's the first Candyman that does that. And I thought that was an interesting Mm-hmm. perspective because if you watch the first one it's a lot about you know um the way like black people were treated and the yep. you know the ghettos and everything like that with cabrini green being just a great location to kind of showcase that so mm-hmm. I, I liked it you know i think like i said i think they just maybe tried to over explain it and try to hammer it too much but right overall... did, did you like the the multiple candy mans like the yeah that I, I thought it built on there yeah. Although I will say, like, okay, I don't think he should have been killed, but if a guy that hands out candy to kids that comes out of a wall with a hook hand, <laughs> I'd probably have him arrested too. You know, I wouldn't kill him, but I'd right. have him arrested. So I, I get, you know, that issue, but I, I didn't get the point of that scene, honestly. Like, not not the killing part. Like, why was he in the wall? He's hiding because uh, they they they, they were blamed him. him, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they thought he put razors in the candy, <sighs> and it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. Well, because... that guy's a scary motherfucker. Come on, <laughs> right? I know. Yeah, Sherman Fields. Then he's yeah. pretty scary throughout. Like he's like yeah. basically yeah. our new Candyman in yes. this movie, and he does a pretty solid job. Like I said, I think Mia DaCosta could have did a better job with building like tension and scares in these scenes. Um, but 
like, you know, when he is there, it's pretty good. Could it have been scarier though? I think so. All right. Uh, we have questions, but I don't talk, uh, Joe, you gotta go. If you guys, if you, get, if, if you want, we could do the ratings and if I can leave and you guys yeah, can answer sure. the questions. Sounds yeah. good. All right. So what do you guys rate? I'll start us off. Um, yeah. I mean, for me right now, this is in my top 10. Like I, I did enjoy it. And, um, even though there's, you know, the negatives I did have the positives for me, I'll weigh it. And I think it's a, probably the second best candy man after the original. Um, so I'm giving it a seven and a half. Uh, I'm teetering on a 5.75 or six. Uh, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and go to a six on it. Yeah, this is tough. Um, it will also be in my top 10, probably my top five, probably my top three. Um, so I'm going to give it a 9.3. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to give it an 8.5. I really did enjoy it, but I'm going to revisit it before the, the year list because I want to see it on a second viewing. You know, sometimes the experience Same. is... Uh, is something but right now 8.5 which actually puts that as number two for 2021 for me uh so that's you know kind of showing what kind of year it's been but uh yeah 8.5 yeah maybe i'll enjoy it better knowing that it's going to be full of stuff like that right and i see i think the opposite i have a feeling i'm not gonna like as much because i will have like the expectations are going to be like different so it'll be interesting to see all right so you guys want to get in some questions let's do it all right so the first question is from kayla so she's asking, uh, I'm wondering if Peel had directed, if it would have been different because I've loved everything from him. Do you think it would have been a different movie if Jordan Peel had actually directed it? Yeah, I think we answered that too. I well, think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I more, more subtlety, that... eh? like more, more, more yeah, a, a smarter, tighter, less time wasted film for sure. Yeah. No, I, I tend to agree with that. I think, uh, you know, just, just based on the two movies he's done, which also helped, like, dealt with very heavy issues, mm-hmm. very social issues. But, and even though it was like really in your face, it kind of wasn't at the same time. It was also really subtle. It was like he did it so masterfully. Yeah, because it was smart, it was <laughs> clever. Yeah. Right. Um, next question is from Horror with Sir Sturdy. It's Aaron. Uh, how would you feel about sequels or spinoffs of, for all the candy men? It's all the candy men in this film, particularly. Um, he said sequels too. Sequels or spinoffs of like the Candyman from this movie. Um, I mean, I would love to see another one after this one. Yeah, I wonder if this is going to open a franchise up. Yeah, follow, following a, a specific Candyman or keep exploring the multiple Candyman? Um, I mean, I would want to see more of the character of Anthony as Candyman. Yeah, I want to see Tony Todd and Anthony have more interaction. I thought that would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. I really think we saw the, the last of Tony Todd for this franchise. Yeah. I, I really feel he was like passing on the torch to this one. But I agree. I think that would be cool as he's like kind of teaching him mm-hmm. or I don't know, antagonizing him or trying to. Like you know, he, Vader. He's haunting him. Or he's like Obi-Wan Kenobi to Luke Skywalker. Yeah, right. Well, he'd, he'd be more like the Emperor than Darth, <laughs> Darth Vader. But yeah. Uh, all right. Next question is from Jared. If there were multiple Kenny men, which one shows up when you say his name five times? probably this one because i didn't like his movies as much so this guy's <laughs> gonna come for revenge all of them awesome. oh shit sam be excited <laughs> hey, to- my nachos. <laughs> for me it'd be tony todd just because i love him so much in night of the living dead <laughs> that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it'd be awesome I, actually something that's always weird to me with him is that I, I think i've said this on the show before 
but I couldn't find an English version of Night of the Living Dead for the first like seven years that I had it. So I it's only watched I only watched in French. So uh, in my head oh, for a wow. long time, Tony Todd had like a heavy French French, French voice because it was dubbed over. Cooper, Cooper, Cooper. Yeah, I, I'll never forget it. Like you're the boss down there, I'm a boss up here. <laughs> it's it's in my head. Uh, anyway, next one is from Chuck. Favorite kill? Steve knows mine for spoiler reasons, which was uh, the one that uh, from the critic that you see like panning out. Yeah, that one is a good one. Um, when she started like floating, when you get the shot from away from her apartment, people started laughing in our theater. I was like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, people started laughing when he was floating at the end, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That scene was creepy, though. Um, um, I don't, uh, I, I liked when the art guy was getting, gonna get killed because it had a, like a really good set piece with like the projector screen and everything getting cut. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Cause he's an asshole. So that's always good. I, I agree with that truck on this one. I really like the, the shot that's like from far away, seeing her like mm-hmm. thrash around the apartment. I thought that was really cool. Yep. And the last uh, series of questions, uh, from uh, Mishu. How did you feel about there being multiple Candyman's in this movie? So is that I something? Liked it. Yeah. See, that was a big risk. I think I feel. Yes. Because it's a big departure from the originals, because it is one Candyman, right? So it's almost like if we suddenly went into a sequel to Nightmare on Elm Street and there's five Freddies, it's just it was a huge risk. So, mm-hmm. but I thought it paid off in this one. I think so too. That was neat. Um, she also asks, why do you think he avoided his mother? And do you wish they had delved more into her story after the original? Yeah, it seemed like a little rushed. Um, it was obvious, but then rushed at the same time. Like, if you're going to commit to it, commit to it. Um, why did he avoid her? Because I think he felt embarrassed that, you know, he was a little bit, you know, quote unquote, higher class. And he felt embarrassed that his mother wasn't. That's my take on it. Um, I don't know. Maybe like just from the past maybe she didn't want to get too close like maybe there was that tension so maybe he kind of felt neglected because she didn't want to get too close to him if that makes sense maybe yeah it makes sense yeah but first first I, I have to put it out there god damn Vanessa Williams still looks good like she, she was so she, she plays the same character she did in the original and I swear I watched both like back to back She's, she's fucking, hotter now, man. She, she she's like barely <laughs> aged. She has not aged. It's like nope. thirty years ago. <laughs> like yeah. Jesus Christ. No, she's yeah. gorgeous, man. Hands that, down. That was crazy. Anyway, I was that, like, she could have been like the age of Anthony. I was it's, like, it's wow. crazy. It's crazy how good she looks. Like it's wow. She hasn't aged at all in thirty years. Um, but yeah, I I think you know he was kind of a failed artist, right? Like uh, throughout the movie, so maybe he, he's he kind was, of a loser. If you want to like delve yeah, into it, his, right? Her, his girlfriend's brother was like you need to get your ass together dude like mm-hmm. right yeah. exactly so that could have been a part of it he also moved away from his neighborhood and i don't know like i think there was a lot of shame there. i really I think, think he thought he was high on himself i really think that's what it was yeah, very very possible and her final question she says it's directed at me but did you have to look away when he pulled off his nail i didn't have to look away no no yeah, i see it all now right nails and eyes i i have a hard time <laughs> i did have to look away when um oh what's the guy's name that worked at the laundry what was his name 
Burke. I forget. What was it? What Burke. Was this? Burke. Burke. When Burke, okay, when Anthony has all of like those fucking holes in his face, I forget what the fear of holes is called, but that just gave me the, I wanted to throw up all those holes just staring back at me. Mm-hmm. And when he like cuts his hand off, shoves that hook, like that made me queasy. I was like, I can't even imagine looking at your boyfriend while that, all of that's happening. Uh, so the nail was, was a, it was a walk in the park <laughs> that was a great scene though sam his skin kind of looked like honeycombed that was super gross too yeah. yeah i also really loved the scene of where he's in the um artist the critic where he's in the mirror and like he sees Candyman, but it's like him and then sherman Candyman, it's right. like so creepy like and he looks at his hand you can see the hook and he like does those little slow movements like moving side to side that scene was really good yeah i agree yeah i really liked the sherman uh, candy man i thought he was really creepy um and the final question is actually for me and i'm just curious did you guys like his art <laughs> i like his his art in his apartment i thought looked good but his art at the art show, I thought it looked terrible. <laughs> I thought it was so like childish almost. Like it's, it wasn't good. It just wasn't good. I don't know. That's how I, I felt. I, I don't under, understand art to begin with, like paintings and pictures and stuff. So I'd be the wrong person to ask. But yeah, what's the saying? Um, like where you can't really critique art because it's like the eye know. of the beholder. Yeah. That's not the saying, but I. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, are you that's like what we do on the show like every week <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was different than looking at a painting and saying like that painting sucks because well, at least we like is it though like, i mean i mean i yeah. i try to appreciate all things i'll try to find something good out of it cool a box with eyes picasso like <laughs> i don't get it yeah it's, it's just like a different perspective yeah I, I i did an art program when i was doing film school and I'll never forget, like, I went to the art museum in my city, and there was an installation of modern art, and it was packed of people, like, fucking packed. And it was basically just wiggles on fucking white canvas, and people were, like, staring at and everything. Then I went upstairs at the museum, where they had all the, like, the kind of medieval art and Roman art, and it's these super fucking elaborate, like, historical paintings, you know, that you see? Not a soul, not one person on those floors looking at that stuff but everyone's looking at three dots and a, and a line you know it's mm. like i don't i don't get it i'm i i'm like with thought i just don't yeah. understand art at, at all apparently it's kind of like like uh cooking shows too like you everyone has different tastes literally different tastes you know so like biscuits and the gravy for me is, can be excellent but like a quote-unquote food critic that eats like flaming fucking rhino testicles it's like wouldn't like that because it's like you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. I don't know like you said Sam Beauty and the Eye and Beholder or whatever yeah. it is yeah I don't understand art either not my thing uh, although I, I did really like the callback to the first movie where the mirror opens up into another room that's all like mm-hmm. kind of uh, graffiti and everything because that's how yeah I missed that was, that's so. the, like the my favorite part of the original where she crawls to the mouth thing yeah I kind of miss that in this one mm-hmm yeah, yeah it, was, it was a nice callback to that i thought but the his actual like paintings in there i thought were terrible <laughs> so well that guy thought they were terrible too and dogged him in front of his girlfriend <laughs> right jeez fuck yeah. that guy 
have you ever been to an art installation like that like a, i have a, yeah it's mm-hmm. so yeah my cousin is an artist and he i mean he i think what he does is great but some of the other stuff is just so like the people there are also snobby uh, snobby and uptight yeah. and yeah it's like fifteen hundred dollars for like squiggles uh, whatever if you like that stuff cool oh trust me i know my cousin sells his paintings for like three thousand dollars <laughs> wow good for him it's crazy I'll, I'll i'll send you guys an example of what the kind of stuff he does but it's just like damn wow that's crazy, amazing crazy stuff yeah but that's all the questions we got for uh, candy man so thank you everyone for the questions uh, yeah i think this is one that's very uh, polarizing and you know yeah i've read mixed mm-hmm. so whatever but hey not everyone can like the same stuff so if you like mm-hmm. it it's your favorite movie of the year i don't it, that's cool i'm no, glad exactly. you liked it we, we all have different tastes really and, and, and i was forced to watch the halloween trailer even though i said i wasn't going to for candy man had it my wife said the same thing she's like oh my god she covered her eyes and, and her yeah. ears but yeah. i heard everything yeah <laughs> so that trailer looks fucking awesome i cannot wait for halloween i so hope it's good but mm. you know who knows this year fucking sucks in my opinion so far mm. you know th- there's one movie that's giving me hope this year other than halloween and that's ghostbusters um, so, yeah. oh when does yeah. that that comes out in october right in november november no, Some november, timing. November, november 13th i think oh um, they fucking messed up not putting in halloween yeah, well, i guess I, halloween will be out huh i i agree but the people who saw it said it's amazing so Ooh, really i can't wait to. um i was really excited seeing the trailer on the screen because i had watched it on youtube when it released um but i'm like i feel like that's the whole movie which is fine it's really not the whole movie of Halloween, but Joe and I are also really excited to see, I think it's called One Night in Soho. Oh, I keep forgetting, I always forget the name of it, but yeah, every it time is. we watch the preview of that, like I just get goosebumps. I'm like, it is gonna yeah. look so fucking beautiful. Like I cannot wait for my eyeballs to see it. That looks super good. Mm-hmm. Both those actresses are excellent. What has the blonde girl been in? Thomason, um, she was in Jojo Rabbit last year or okay. the year before she yeah. plays a jewish girl and it's she's fucking great in that movie too looks great yeah can't yeah. wait and i'm also curious about malignant just because james wan man he just yeah. like looks i don't know it, it, it doesn't looks, look great but i, yeah. I because it's james yeah. wan i'm like you know looks funky it, it does. The first uh, trailer that we saw was just on TV and it doesn't say anything about James Wan. It showed the worst parts of the movie. And I was like, that is so fucked up. Like, is no one working on the marketing team? Like, it looks awful. And then the trailer that we saw in the movie looked a little bit better, but I'm just like, Ugh. what happened to Antler and all that shit? Is that never coming out or is it out? <laughs> it is coming out. It? Yeah, it is, is it? coming out. We saw the preview again we've been seeing it but we did see it on candy at candy man and i know joe was really excited for that one and after seeing the trailer so many times he's like i'm kind of rethinking that one i don't really think it's going to be as good and you know what that might be a problem too because we've been talking about these fucking movies for like a year and a half that's true todd yeah Yeah, that's expectations are like through the roof yeah you get that locked in like i don't know this this is fucking crazy last couple years man (laughs) yeah yeah but this year, it's just it. like <laughs> all the movie, like Saw and Conjuring Three, and all these uh, things. I'm so excited I forgot about. Saw came out. Yeah, yeah, it's like a I, stupid movie. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so disappointed in this year. On <laughs> yeah, I need another Vivarium like now. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's the thing. It's like a lot of my top movies are all indie films. 
I'm just looking right now. Let's see, top 2021. Yeah, one, two, three. Three of my top five are, or top top six are Candyman. (laughs) Candyman. Do I have to look in the mirror, though? You can't just say it, right? You have to look in the mirror, yeah. No, you can't you can't see her yeah but Even maybe the, the screen counts. the screen might work <laughs> can i look in a watch face maybe <laughs> <laughs> he's just cheating he's like looking around got right. his ass <laughs> no you're looking at your iphone that counts motherfucker does all right all right guys that's gonna wrap up another episode of the horror squad be sure you check us out on social media Follow us on Instagram. Check out our Discord. We have a lot of awesome, fun stuff going on over there. And our new merch is now available on Public. So hopefully you guys can check it out. We appreciate your support. And we're watching 7 next week. And thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time.